He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited! <laughs> Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday, April 18th, post-Easter weekend. Feels like it's post-Christmas weekend. What the hell's going on with the weather? Get warmer again soon, please. Ridiculous that I'm having to... I hadn't even stepped outside. You know, this was classic Monday. Get up, go to work, down in the basement for me, <laughs> which is which means I, I have literally have not been outside. I'm getting ready to come out here. I'm like, I don't even know how warm it is outside or how cold it is. What do I need to wear? And I take one step outside. I'm like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. Welcome to my everyday. <laughs> this is awful. This, this is uh, this is not what it should be feeling like on April 18th. But we're here anyway. We're fighting through these first world problems. Uh, it's going to get warmer, I think, at the end of the week, which is nice. Welcome to the Mike Rutherford Show. We're here until 6 o'clock. We're going to be talking Cardinal sports and other nonsense for the next three hours. We want to talk it with you. We want to hear from you. And the best way to make that happen, as always, is the Thornton's text line, number 502-414-1450. Text in your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your concerns, your show topic ideas, all that good stuff, and we'll read them throughout the uh, the next three hours. Mike Rutherford here in the pilot seat, Trevor Kelsey behind the glass. TK, how are you on this fine Monday morning? It seems like you had a, a, a nice little relaxing weekend. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. Didn't leave the house uh, boy. once I got home on Friday. <laughs> Pretty much stayed, stayed in the rest of the weekend. 75 movies? No, no. you know, I didn't really watch a lot of movies this weekend. Uh, I watched. I did watch one, which is the soundtrack theme for today. Okay. Um, Good to know. Yes. Uh, what else, though? I did watch, well, I watched three movies. Only three over the weekend, really. I guess yeah, I had some wrestling to watch on Friday and Saturday. Watched a little bit of the NBA. Watched some Blue Jay baseball. A little Reds baseball. Why? You call it that. It's not baseball. Well, Dodger baseball. This has become a no red zone. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk reds on the show. We don't do it. Nine or ten games in. We won't do it. We also have to quick update on the Mike Rutherford voicing intros uh, curse. The, the Louisville Bats are three and nine and in the last place in their division in the International League. Hey, I'm a mate. They've won three. <laughs> More than the Reds. If, when, when, when More all than you, their parent company. Yeah, when, when, parent all, when you have the second best talent from the Reds team on your roster, not a good sign that you're going to be very competitive. Poor Hunter Green. I mean, Somebody help Hunter. He did all he could. He looked great. He got no offense. I just love listening to the Red Sox. I think it was one of the, I don't know who does the TV. I forget, but he was like, "Well, once we get Luis Castillo back, we should be back into a one-two punch and get back into the groove of things." I'm like, I 
did he say Luis Castillo or Jesus Christ? Because I think that's what it might take to get this team in a winning record. I mean, Luis Castillo has been great for the last... He gets no run support either. Yeah. And, that, and that was with much, much better lineups <laughs> for the last several years. I'm not sure that's going to help. Uh, it's not going to change anything. This team sucks. They're done. They might not win 65 games. Wow. You just, is this the earliest you've tapped out on a red season? I, I, don't, yes. I haven't known you long. Okay. The Castellini comments just right. Like, I, <clears throat> I was already willing to accept the fact that this was not going to be... A successful season. My goal was just get me to like the end of July, where it's somewhat interesting, so I have something to watch during May and June. I mean, at least one gets the All Star break, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's, somewhat that's, in contention within striking distance. Yeah, where you have hope of some kind. And the Castellini comments on opening day just—they they changed everything. They ruined everything. And since that, since those comments, they've not won a game and haven't been close. Everybody quit. No, they have. They have. Well, it didn't hurt. They had the Dodgers coming up after that. I don't care. This is all Phil Castellini's fault. And Bob, you know, just <laughs> do something, Bob. Bob wake, doesn't even wake know up from your stupor. Bob has no Bob's idea. Bob's got what's no going idea. What's going on. On. Yeah, Phil's just taking the reins. <laughs> just running this whole franchise into the poor, poor Bob. River. Yeah, Bob. Just he's we're like, how's Brandon Phillips batting today? <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I'm not going to say anything. But you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, did you do anything Easter related, or was this just a non? Did, was this a normal Kelsey weekend? I know you kind of said going into it, you thought it was going to be. I mean, define Easter. I think I also told you on Friday that it was Easter weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got to learn somehow, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I would have, I would have figured that eventually. I would think. I'm sure you would have. I mean, at some point, social media would have not let you. You would hope. Yeah, you you wouldn't have escaped that. <laughs> I, I mean, how can I avoid it? On, if I'm going, if I ever go on Facebook during this weekend and not see everyone and their kids doing their Easter stuff. Yeah, you're you're not even on the work. Like you don't even go on Instagram. I forget that. So you know the whole timeline. You scroll Instagram, it's just family pic, family pic, well, that's family how pic. Facebook pretty I mean, much that's me is. too. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I guess uh, Facebook is. I mean, it's the older. You know, it's Instagram for elderly. So, Pretty much, uh, but yeah, it was you know and political experts. I mean, you know, much like the tradition of Easter, I I, I got I you know resurrected on Sunday and around two thirty three. <laughs> 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 you know, he came on the third day. I came at three o'clock. It's similar. Uh, had my had my basket. Mama had my basket nice. for me. I uh, had uh, was with uh, several uh, peanut butter uh, Reese eggs in it. A giant. Reese uh, uh, cr- uh, Nestle Crunch Bunny in it. At a boy. Yeah, some uh, some Twix bars in there. Great work, Nancy. Yeah, tradition like no other. The the, uh, the traditionally woven basket with my name on it. Still, didn't eat all the candy. Yeah, did uh, did go out a little little, little little fancy on Sunday. Went in a little cheesecake factory. Had some cheesecake. You'll realize that here as we go along the day. It's been a rough rough night. You already let me know and. Um I woke myself up with a fart last night. It was nice to walk into. At least you you warned me before I walked into the studio. And yeah, it was it was exactly as you described. I let one rip last night woke me up. And I'm a heavy sleeper, dude. Okay. I mean this is this is not where I expected this to go. With a simple like, like Did the, you do anything Easter related like this week? The weekend? dog barked and I was like, What's that? Like I've hit that age now. I'm at that point where I'm waking myself up with bodily functions. That's, that's not a good age to be at. I don't know if that's an age thing. I thought it was. <laughs> that's more of just a you thing. <laughs> oh, I got Wordle. I did Hurdle and, and won yesterday. I'm actually kind of mad. I forgot, you know, yesterday the Rutherfords were running around all weekend. It was a, yeah, you had a busier weekend than I'm sure I did. It was a great weekend, but a very, very hard-to-catch-your-breath type weekend. 
and my world streak got snapped because I didn't didn't play yesterday. Oh no! Didn't really, Mary? I had the same thing. We didn't even realize it until this I morning. I think it was kind of easy. You know, Sundays, yeah, Sundays because I did Sunday. I always do it. I'm always doing it like midnight at like five after because I'm just like I can't wait. I'm like yeah, let's do it all. Uh, and Sundays was easy. I think I got it like three. Thanks for making me feel worse. Appreciate yesterday's that. Yesterday's was four or five. Or today's, I guess, technically. Yeah, I, no. I, see, I'm, I'm, I'm weird with the way my time frame is because I do it at midnight, then I go to bed. So I'm, com- I mean, I'm, I'm t- you know, today's is yesterday's to me. Yeah. I mean, you don't do anything orthodox, so there's no. No. <laughs> These conversations always just get weird. Did you sneak any movies in this weekend? No, we had no time for. I wanted to. You you went to the in laws on Saturday or Sunday? We went to the in laws on Saturday. We okay. drove down to Springfield, so we did Easter down there, which was it was awesome. It was great. It was a terrific day. We we got down there about I don't know like one ish um, early afternoon, and then Mary's sister Laura and, and her daughter uh, uh, Audrey, who's Virginia's obsessed. Like they're the same age. Audrey's over at our house every single day. Like they just love I know the other. name Audrey. Her mother's name. I wouldn't have guessed if you asked me twenty times. That's fine. You don't, you don't need to keep up. She with the, she's not as famous as her daughter. Audrey's very famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she on is. the Instagram. So, but so <laughs> they did. You know, their own hunt there. They got their own baskets over there, and we just we hung out. And it was Saturday was a beautiful day. I wish we'd had that weather yesterday or today. It was um, actually just yesterday. Who cares about today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. We get, didn't get back until like ten thirty, and of course, you know, both kids are just just passed out At in the night? car. Yeah. Oh wow. Both kids. Yeah. Both kids are passed out in the car, and it becomes this. You know, you, you can't. There's no way to get Virginia down. Like she. So funny thing. She. Her uh, Mary's father Tom, who's a big baseball guy, loves the Reds. He's just as pained about this as I am. <laughs> the baseball. He coached baseball in Washington County forever. The field there is named after him. So he's. I think. He's had three daughters, and now he's got two granddaughters. Thankfully, we've got John now. He's finally got a boy, but you know John's too young to, to get into baseball just yet. But wow. so he he bought the the classic t-ball set, like the Fisher Price t-ball set for the girls to play with on Saturday. And I did this thing. I was like, "All right, Mary or Virginia, when you make contact, say see ya for the video." And so she's, she, you know, she like takes the bat, barely taps the ball, and she's like, see ya! And I sent it to my buddy uh, Dylan, the Yankee sitting coach. I'm like, you like what you see, Yankees? And he, he was like, I was like, feel free to send this to Cashman. And he was like, contact's half the battle. Well done. But so I don't know if I would have said it to him. I mean, did you see the way they, they hit against the Orioles pitching? I love, I love Twitter searching his name after games. Like, that. Like people I are mean, just like, get this. At, like, it's so weird to see one of your best childhood friends just being raked through the coals by Yankees fans on a daily basis. They'll get it together. I, I, I it's terrible it, it doesn't make me feel like less of a fan when you send me those, like, those Twitter handles and they're like, Fire Dylan Lawson. Like it's been and, four games. And but I'm just like, man, I'm not. I, I make me feel like less of a fan. Like these guys are willing to like put the pitching pitching coach's name on on. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, in their Twitter handle. I'm telling you, when you like, see the Yankees <laughs> score fewer than three <laughs> runs in, on a night, just Twitter search Dylan Lawson. I mean, I let them know. Like I'm like, you dealing with this. But so, anyways, <laughs> both kids fall asleep in the car, and Virginia's just like out. She's like uncon, and I'm you know getting her out of her car seat, and she's not even awake. It doesn't even open her eyes, and she goes, see ya. <laughs> and I just left my ass. But so we got into, you know, finally uh, we got them in. It, and it was a repeat battle because then Virginia wakes up and she wants to go through. She's not really sure what's going on. She's dazed. Finally get her back down. We get up at 8. Then it's, you know, the Easter Bunny has officially come. Oh, yeah. And Virginia gets, she'd asked for the the Buster the Bus toy from when we met the Easter Bunny, who she asked a whole lot of questions about why he doesn't talk and why Santa Claus does talk already. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I'm like we're... <laughs> 
we are in for it here. She's already getting very interested in this whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, he's a, you know, bunnies don't talk. And she's like, okay, but he's huge. I'm like, well, yeah, he's not a normal bunny, but <laughs> still, Santa's a, kind of a person. The Easter bunny's kind of a bunny. People talk. Bunnies don't talk. That's the best you're going to get you out of me. You work with Uncle Trev. He's huge. And he never shuts up, Daddy. That's the, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's the best you're going to get out of me. But so she got that, and she got she's obsessed with these uh, Pete the Cat books. I'm sure you, you've never heard of this. But Read them she, daily. Yeah, but she's she got a Pete the Cat stuffed animal and then these little mini, mini Pete the Cat toys. And so she was just cloud nine. She's been in heaven this entire weekend. Then we went to my parents yesterday. Um, she got more toys, more candy over there. I think she ate 35 Hershey Kisses. She decided that was her favorite candy. And just she didn't get a nap because we had to go over to my parents. They start the, their stuff at 1, which is right around her nap time usually. So we were very worried about her just being in a terrible mood or just crashing. And so the, you know, the great move that you make in that situation if you're a parent is just you know, load them up on sugar. Just, just re-energize them. So she ate a bunch of Hershey Kisses. She was fine. She was great. She was entertaining everybody. And I get the bad look for telling her to give her Benadryl when she won't sleep. Hey, this is a, <laughs> holidays are special. You got to do what you got to do to survive them. And then, uh, you know, John was actually really good too. He was, he was in a good mood. He was uh, smiling and laughing at my eighty-eight-year-old uh, or you know, coming up on ninety now uh, grandmother, which was cute to see. She was all about it. And, uh, that was fun. And then they had another hunt out there. Virginia did. And came back home. She crashed again at like six. I'm like, oh god! Like now she's gonna be awake until eleven, which she kind of was. It was just, it was just it was flying all over the place weekend, but very fun, cool family memories. Both kids were great. Both kids were entertaining, and I think that uh, you know Virginia had a a ball getting all these presents, all this attention, all this candy. How could you not? I feel like you accomplished slightly more than I did this weekend. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's uh, it comes with the territory. But did you play nine games of Madden? Did season? not. Didn't get a single game of Madden. Oh, so that, man. Basically, you well, win. I mean, you win. Yeah. Did you watch Highlander? Did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I watched any. I think I watched five minutes of Saturday Night Live on Saturday night before I fell asleep. They still make that? They do. <laughs> I thought that show canceled years ago. Well, <laughs> the, the, the five minutes that I saw were not fantastic. I, I, I'm sure I'll watch more of it at some point, but I was just uh, knocked. It was... It was a busy weekend. Did you even get a chance to watch the Reds, or was I spoiling it with my tweets to you, my texts to you? I watched a little bit Friday night and was just furious. Just was it? I saw a little bit of Hunter Green's performance, mostly just highlights though. But yeah, I didn't get to watch. I didn't get to watch much Reds. Didn't get to watch any of the NBA playoffs. I saw obviously the the Kyrie Irving stuff, and apparently that was the greatest game ever played. Yeah, I didn't even watch any of that. that that's one of the games I actually didn't watch hardly any of. I watched, well a few minutes in the first quarter, but that was it. That's pretty. Yeah, but that was basically the. The start and the finish of my my television viewing this weekend. Just, just, <laughs> we were busy. We were busy, but it was fun. It's not like you had a good time. We did. It was the the kids were great. Did we, you get all the candy you wanted? I got some good candy. Okay, because I mean I Feeling got my good. candy. So I'm mean, sure you did. You get your did you get your Reese cup? Your peanut butter cups. Got some solid Reese cups. Reese, okay, some Reese eggs at least. Or I'm praise that. Got some of the jelly beans that I like. Yeah. Not, not enough. Come on, mom. You know, Philip. You know, you don't like the jelly beans. She also does this thing where she. Come on, mom. I always hated these like brashes. Is that how you pronounce this? Like the, the candy company. It's one of the national candy companies, but they make mm-hmm. these like long egg things that are just like crappy marshmallow. It's like they're hardcore. They're not like peeps, but they're terrible. And I used to just give my mom crap every year. I'm like, I don't, I was like, these, these are bad. I don't know why you go to these year after year after year. So she, as a joke, would always put one in an egg for me to find when we're still doing Easter egg hunts. And then now, to this day, in my Easter basket, and every year I open it, and I forget about it, and I take a picture of it, and I send it to her, and I'm like, damn it, Mom. And she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> but it was great. It, it was a, we, we, had a, we had a ball. 
the Easter basket. My mom always does way too much, and she did way too much again. Um, my mother-in-law, Molly, did way too much as well. Like, we are – these kids are going – they have no choice but to be horribly, horribly spoiled, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's great. Do you have plenty of candy left over from the weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've barely had any. I haven't even – I've barely scratched the surface of my candy eating. We'll have Easter candy. That was the best thing about college after Easter break, like when you go home – you come back, I'd bring all my Easter candy back. And it was just like beer and candy for three weeks. It was incredible. It was, I, I it was got, wonderful. I mean, I prefer, as we discussed earlier, I prefer the Easter candy over Halloween candy. But I always had more candy on Halloween than I did Easter, though. Yeah, I mean, I probably had more. But I still had enough. I mean, I wasn't just eating candy every single night, like, for meals. But see, I never did all the Easter egg hunts and all the different family things when I was a kid. I didn't do all that. Oh, we I, just had one in my house. I just, I, yeah, I just always got the one basket from from mom or grandma, and, and to this day, forty one years later, still doing it. There you go. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, we've got uh, some plenty, plenty of stuff, plenty of reaction to the weekend to talk about. I, I think that there's one like main topic going on currently in the world of UVL sports. It's not, unfortunately, the the baseball team. Poof, did they have a bad weekend? Swept by Florida State. Didn't go <sighs> great. We're gonna have to find some starting pitching. We can't. We can't keep giving up seven to eleven runs every single game. I was, see, I was. Is it starting or the bullpen? Because I was concerned about the bullpen early. The bullpen, yeah, it's kind of reverse. The bullpen has been better in recent. I mean, they had the game uh, when we went to thirteen innings last weekend where they worked like nine straight scoreless innings. Okay, but they the starting pitching was was bad all weekend. I mean, every game, every time I like checked in it's like oh we're down five nothing in the first it felt like it was just Ooh. it was rough the bats have been much much better the all the the pitching has got to significantly improve if this team's going to do anything in late may early june but that was the issue but i think the big topic right now is what's going on with the men's basketball program and you've got i think now people are really wrapping their heads around how different this is going to be for louisville and I mean, the vast, vast majority of the reaction to that is going to be positive just because we've been so, I don't want to use the word irrelevant, but the last seven years have not been up to our standards. and Been relevant for the wrong reasons. I'll say <laughs> that's that, that's but, probably yeah. better put. <laughs> but when it comes to chasing national championships and, and national rankings and you know being a major player on the recruiting world, like we've been sort of an afterthought. And the only thing that people have, the only times that people have thought about Louisville basketball over that stretch have been, like you said, for all the ridiculous, like what else can go wrong at Louisville? What else? They've got a new scandal every day, the extortion stuff. And now I think that people are paying attention to Louisville for an entirely different reason. And we'll talk about why. I think that we're now, remember when John Calipari come out, came out in like 2011 and said something along the lines of like, this isn't going to be a traditional program. We're going to do things unconventionally. And there was mixed reaction to that. I think that even some Kentucky fans were like, eh, we're about as obsessed with our tradition as any fan base in any sport. So to say that we're not going to be a traditional program is going to kind of, it's not going to be great unless you win at the highest possible level, which is what wound up transpiring. And so, you know, after he makes those comments, you win the national title in 2012, coming off of three, you know, two great seasons right before then, people are like, I don't, you know, traditional non-traditional whatever this is great like, like we will we will adapt to the winning and it's kind of been that way up until the last few 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 years and louisville fans i think that certainly some of us rolled our eyes at that and kind of made fun of them what i'll say about my own personal stance and i mean 
I would say you could check the tapes on this, but my God, like I don't even know if they keep podcasts of old Ramsey and Rutherford shows from the, the other two stations or if anybody would ever go back and look at them. The two things that I was always willing to kind of, I won't use the word defend Calipari, but the things that I kind of just like was like, eh, you know, we, we don't really need to be making fun of this. One was the, the vacation of the Final Fours because I think, I thought before it happened to Louisville, before it was even a possibility for it to happen to Louisville, that vacating records and titles and championships and whatever is the dumbest pos- possible punishment because the memories are still there. The videos are still there. You can find the games on YouTube. You can see the records. You can find the box scores. If you attended those games, you know they're not wiped away from your memory. Those things happened. We saw them. They exist. The other thing was the whole like being critical of him going after one-and-done type talent and getting those players, I thought was silly just because if just about any coach in college basketball, especially at that time when one-and-done was still sort of a novel concept and people weren't sure how to react to it, I thought any coach in America is going to go after the best players if, if he thinks he can get them. If you've got an Anthony Davis out there who's a surefire, he's only going to be on campus for five months, but he can help you win a title. He's going to go very high in the NBA draft. You're going to take him, right? And we all kind of like, you know, a lot of Louisville fans and a lot of rival fans sort of laughed at Calipari and said, one and done, one and done, one and done. And I thought that was silly. Who's, who's not going to take the best players available? Now, if you want to laugh at what he, he was not able to accomplish with these players, then sure. Like, I've taken my fair share of pot shots at that as well. But the whole, like, just doing what you're doing, Drake at Midnight Madness, you know, bringing in LeBron, do all this stuff to be the Wyatt Games, trying to get recruits. Everybody would do this if it was available to them, if that avenue was available to them. We are now saying that Louisville is going to be, we'll use the phrase, an unconventional program, a non-traditional program. That's where we're going. And the, I think we've already been there. <laughs> but again, <laughs> for more positive reasons than we have okay, been for the last okay, seven, good, eight good, years. Good. The biggest, or I guess the latest piece of evidence that indicates this is, and I don't know if I'm breaking news to you here, Trevor. Did you see who Louisville uh, is hiring as its next director of basketball operations? Oh, no, I did miss this. Okay, so this, I think it was Ty Spaulding from Rivals who broke this on, I want to say Sunday. It's hard to keep track of the weekend. We're flying around. Yeah, I don't think I was on social media at all on Sunday. They don't blame you. It's it's a big yeah. week. Well, you and less of an excuse. <laughs> not, really, not really doing well, good things. I, mean... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't blame you. It's Easter. What are you doing? You know, you I mean it's, it's a Sunday for Trevor. It's a Sunday with extra candy for I Trevor. I mean, it's, it's, it, was a, it was a nice lazy Sunday, too. Like I said, just sit back in the chair, watch the Reds and Dodgers play all on a Sunday afternoon. It sounds awful to me. Had the window, had all the windows open, light coming in, fresh air in the room. Well, <laughs> fresh air in the room, opposed to going outside where the air is fresh. Well, I will now walk you through this then. Okay, yeah, please. Louisville uh, is hiring Justin Perez to be its director of basketball operations. And the immediate reaction from the almost all the fan base was the same one that you just had. Like, okay, who the hell is Justin Perez? <laughs> yeah, I just Google searched this guy. Nothing comes up about this guy as it pertains to basketball. Or very little comes <laughs> up. random Lincoln account from some dude named Justin Perez in Iowa or something comes up. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. But there's a reason. Oh, there's a method to the madness. Justin Bruce does have something of a background in basketball. He Good. came out of the Miami area. He played at American University uh, in the Patriot League for, I think, three seasons. You know, did, didn't do a whole lot there. But he has wanted to be 
involved in the basketball world in some sort of agent capacity for a long time. So he goes to immediately he graduates from American. He goes right to law school, gets his degree there. And, and then this is kind of the business that he wants to get into. Now, he is notable for that reason. But more importantly, his father is Juan Perez, a.k.a. OG Juan, Boys with Jay-Z, who is the president of Rock Nation Sports. His mother, Desiree Perez, is the CEO of Rock Nation. I still don't know who these people are. Rock Nation is Jay-Z's sports agency. I know Jay-Z agency. is. Yeah. yeah, Rock Nation is, is sort of his sports agency. And they are a major, major player in professional sports, namely basketball. It's This is very clearly Kenny Payne trying to tap into the NIL game the same way that John Calipari used guys like Drake, guys like LeBron James when they were all under the same umbrella over there at Nike to try and get players. And so we're hiring the son of the this this agency. The Prince of Rock Nation essentially the is prince. going to be on Louisville basketball staff. Should have that on a shirt. And this could already reap benefits. I mean, the, the biggest name that has come to mind that has been out there that's tied to all of this is Amani Bates, who was I did famously, yeah, he, he's been aired. He, he was the he was the latest guy who's the next LeBron, right? Um, he talked about, written about since he was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Had some, I, I think he, another case of the people in charge of a kid not doing the things that are in the best interest of the kid. His dad essentially created a fake school for him to go to. He did reclassify. Yeah, hey, worked right in the Davis. <laughs> not, not as much in this case. Okay. So, Amani Bates spent last season at Memphis. He announced over the weekend that he's transferring. He didn't have a great year at Memphis. There's no, no way around it. Was like eight, but he averaged like, what, eight or nine? Did he average close to eight, nine points maybe? He did, but there were also, there was, you know, his rumors French. of him sitting out yeah. and, you know, is he is he really injured or is he just unhappy here? He played, like, out of nowhere in the NCAA tournament for the first time in three months and promptly hit a three. Like, it was just a, a bizarre situation. But he's clearly a talented kid. He has an NIL deal with Rock Nation. It's directly tied to all these people. He's now in the transfer portal. I think that it's understandable why a lot of people would presume that Louisville will get involved with Imani Bates. This is, it, but this is—it's a play for the long term to take advantage of NIL to get players who, hey, Rock Nation, Jay Z, wouldn't be shocked if we see him coming to the KFC Yum Center. I know all these people have been saying like it's become like a running joke. Like Jay Z is going to be doing riders up at the Derby. Jay Z is in like, it, but like this, there's going to be something to this. There's a reason why you make this move if it, you're Kenny Payne, and it's not necessarily because Justin Perez has shown early signs of being the best. Director of basketball operations who ever lived. Oh, clearly, clearly, you're not not given for Justin. He also <laughs> has very significant ties, as does the entire Perez family, to William Wesley, aka Worldwide West. Ah, yes. And we look, we've known this. I mean, we had the we had the AD, we've had the AD, we've had everybody has shouted out William Wesley in positive terms over the last few weeks, and it's just it's been a total changing of the mentality here around uh, around these parts and. We're going to have to get used to it. But I, I think that most people are ready for the change. They're willing to embrace the change. And I think it would be different, again, if Rick Pitino had not had any of the off-the-court scandals and if this were simply a he's handing the reins over to Kenny Payne in 2022 after a two-decade run of success. I think it would be – I think all of this would be met differently. But the fact of the matter is the game has changed entirely. NIL has, has made all of this stuff that was a little bit shady or a lot bit shady – over the last 30 years, 
out there in the open. It's now going to continue to be this way, I think, for the foreseeable future, at least until the NCAA decides they're going to step in and and try to at least govern, regulate some of this, which they've shown no signs of wanting to jump in. But like the, the the game has absolutely changed, and I think that Louisville fans now, after seeing the Chris Mack tenure, which was more of a traditional tenure, you hired a guy who had done well at a slightly lower level school, and he came here and he built the staff with familiar names, and he was doing things from the familiar way. And when we saw that not work, I think that people are fine with going in a different route. And this is, admittedly, like this is a. I don't even want to say it's a risk, but it's something entirely do entirely new. There's no guarantee that it's going to work brilliantly. Even if we start landing these kids that it looks like we're going to start landing, there's no guarantee that it's going to translate into uh, the highest level of success when it comes to win losses. But as we talked about when it was, you know, when we were in the middle of the coaching search, this is the perfect time to take a little bit of a uh, of a chance, a little bit of a roll of the dice. Because let's say Kenny Payne comes here, we do, you know, we we tie our ship to to rock nation we bring william wesley in the full we've got all these guys coming in we're getting these these high level recruits and five years from now it's looking a lot more like the penny hardaway era at memphis at least as of yet as to date than it is the first tenure first part of the calipari tenure at kentucky well if that's the case then we can Go back to the traditional route. You, you can. I'm sure there will be a, attractive candidates out there who are more willing to come here um, than they were right now with the NCAA stuff out there. And like we said all this whole time, like it's the perfect time to take a gamble on Kenny Payne and this newfound philosophy. And if it works brilliantly and we're ahead of the game and we're killing the NIL new world of college basketball more than anybody else out there, then awesome. Let's keep this thing rolling. Let's have Kenny Payne be better than Rick Pitino, Denny Crum combined. And let's let's keep bringing five-star talent, future NBA millionaires to this to the Ville. And let's keep winning championships. Like I, I'm excited about this. I think that it's going to take a while for a certain portion of the fan base to adjust to it. But you know what's going to make that process a lot more like fast? Uh, expedite the whole process? Win a bunch of games very quickly. Just win. Just win. It's, what, mean, it, it's what it all boys to, down to. To quote Al Davis, just win, baby. How do you feel about this? Because you're a more traditional guy. I am. And and you know what? If it's going to. Going this route, I'm okay with. And this is. This is the closest to like not being yelling at kids and getting off my lawn, old man, as I can get to this this mindset. But I'm okay with as long as. Well, if you're going to win, then I don't give a bleep who you put in what position. Exactly. Um, I don't want to go too far with it, i.e., like, listen, you want to throw a. A director of basketball ops, not to downplay what they do, but if you want to throw that title onto somebody to help give recruits because his daddy's someone the kids like, then sure, go ahead. I mean, why not? Now, I'm not like wanting to go too far to where I'm giving, you know, I want, like, we, well, I know we've already established two of three assistant coaches and done a traditional path at doing those. I don't want to start giving out, you know, assistant coaching jobs and jobs on the bench. Just to everybody whose grandson or son, no pun, no, no offense, Mill, just because they can play if they have no experience. I don't want to, you know, move Josh Hurt off the AD spot and give it to, you know, the the nephew of Puff Daddy just because he can maybe bring some nil rights to us and he has a clothing line. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to go, I don't want to go that deep into the rabbit hole. But you know what? If, if it's going to bring in some recruits right off the, at least some multiple recruits. I'm not doing all this for one recruit. Hopefully. 
But bringing some multiple recruits, get some victories, then I don't care if Jay-Z himself is AD. I would like to see... Bring Jack Harlow in as AD. Jack Harlow, number one song in America, by the way. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Number one billboard. Of course I did. <laughs> He's got the number one song in America features a reference to the L in the hook. That's I mean, he's about to not be, nothing. He's he's already started doing the uh, the white man can't jump reboot. reboot he right? is. He is. Didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't they? Uh, they bring somebody in for the Wesley Snipes character. Did they? I saw a headline, but I didn't want to click on it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you for that substantial. Well, I was like, to I'm not going to give anybody a clickbait just because for this movie that I have no desire to ever watch any minute of it to begin with. Well, we, we can look that up during the break. <laughs> but I think that this is all exciting because of where we've been. Because of the fact that, look, we, Louisville hasn't been a cool program for a while. We haven't. Basically since... I don't know. During that, during that stretch of uh, our problems, some players thought we were pretty cool to come here. Not enough to come here and make, make us better at basketball. Well, no, but for a weekend visit, it was pretty, pretty fun. I don't think they did. <laughs> I don't, the reaction didn't seem like people were like, that's cool. Uh, I mean, you saw the pictures I did. I saw, I saw great Yelp reviews from Antonio Blakeney's dad. <laughs> I don't think you did. Again, I don't think the clientele was was, was up to par. I think that that's was, true. There you go. That's a good point. I yeah. think that that was the They're a little disappointed in that. There was nothing about that that was cool. That, I will I push back on that. I don't think it was a, 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 a cast Louisville in a positive light whatsoever. But we haven't been like I, I'm excited for Louisville to get back to being cool. We were cool in the '80s. Without question, I mean, hell, Doctors of Dunk, creating the high five. We invented the high five, thank you. All of that stuff. We, I think, got uncool in the 90s, especially at the end there. Regained the coolness last decade, winning national titles. I mean, Montrose Harrell was a very cool player. Rusticulous. Russ Smith was very cool. And then we lost it again. And now I think you're going to see Louisville cool for a very different reason, which is kind of the the Duke-Kentucky, at least old Kentucky, type mentality where – the or players like Duke, who, even. we don't know if Shire's going to keep the coolness going. It's hard to see if keep. I mean, <laughs> you might get the players, but I don't think Shire's going to be able to keep the coolness going. But where you see this <laughs> programs living that that intermedi- intermediary life between the college game and the NBA game, where it looks like you're everybody knows what's going on, but you've got this this pro atmosphere where celebrities are getting involved, prominent figures are getting involved. You're in the the general national conversation for reasons other than just your on-court uh, production, kind of like the, the Zion year at Duke, um, the John Wall year at Kentucky, I mean, even the 2015 year at Kentucky to a lesser extent. Like, I'm excited for that, and I don't know how you couldn't be. We've got more crystal ball predictions rolling in for DJ Wagner to Louisville. I mean, we haven't had – Louisville's never had a number one player since the recruiting rankings became a thing commit to L and come here. We've, we haven't experienced – we've never really done the one-and-done type deal either. Um and don't get me wrong, I think me and most Louisville fans, like the fans of every program, would prefer it the old way where you like, you know, you get to know players for three or four years, you get to watch them develop. And the fact of the matter is, it's just not the way it's going to work in ninety percent of the best programs in the sport anymore. You're just not going to see that happen. It's just such a rare thing. It's going to be, transfers it's going to be kids who leave after their freshman or sophomore seasons for the nba it's going to like you're going to have roster overhauls pretty much every single year regardless of who you're rooting for and if you're go if that's the way it's going to be you may as well adapt in this fashion i think the nil but the nil stuff and we saw this over the weekend with guys like baycott returning to north carolina i mean i think you're going to see less of the turnover with with the more nil money going in than 
I think that's going to help the college game and players saying why go in the NBA when you know for the stretch of time where we were seeing you know seventy kids early entry into their name in the NBA draft and only has sixty draft spots to begin with, not including the seniors that are already available. You know, I think you'll see more kids kind of hopefully say, well, how am I going to do that when I can, you know, yeah, I can go pro, I can make some money, I can be a second-round pick, go over to Europe, maybe for East G League, whatever, or I could stay here for one more year and make more money than I would in that year. No, I totally agree. I, I, and, I think, I think now, you'll now, see some of those fringe players stick around. No, don't get me wrong. But I think in a program gonna... like Louisville, the middle-range players who aren't going to get those deals are more likely to jump because Louisville's going to be able to reach out to some of the better players from lower-level schools. Like you saw Iowa State today, they lose Tyrese Hunter, who's the big 12 freshman of the year, this point guard who's looking like a future college star. They can't pay him as much as schools. Like, you know, there's big rumors out there that UNC is offering him NIL deals behind closed doors mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like, I think that's going to continue to happen, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, like, no, I agree. And interesting, I'm not saying that you're not going to see one and dones. I mean, I don't, don't make me think that you're – you know, if, if you're projected as a, you know, I mean, for example, it's a kid at UK who didn't even play because I think he knew that getting on the court, any second on the court would have probably could have easily diminished his trap stock. Oh, Shaden Sharp? Yeah. I mean, which I give Cal credit. I think Cal fell on the sword for that kid for this one this year. He may be coming back. Uh, well, and may, maybe he is. I don't know. I mean, I, he obviously is not having good draft, draft insight if he is, but. You know, I mean, that's you're still going to get those. You're still going to get, you know, an abundance of kids, and hopefully, maybe over time, it'll it'll continue to dwindle less and less of kids that are just going to the NBA and really just wasting their time doing it instead of staying in college for a couple years and probably enjoying life and having a chance to win and play and, and so on and so forth. And like, in, and with the nil rights now, make a little money. Yeah, I think we're we're kind of talking about two different things. Cause I, I agree with you on that front. I, I think you're going to. I think the biggest impact that NIL is going to have is outside of rampant tampering and, and getting wow. players from you know lower level power conferences going to the top tier of college basketball is those guys who five years ago would have absolutely gone to the draft knowing that they were at best a low level second round pick they're going to be able to stick around like Armando Baycott at North Carolina because they're going to be able to make about how, what they would have been making in the G League or off a two-way deal I wonder over time because you're going to see I think majority of the guys that are coming back that are impactful collegiate players are going to be the big men because of the way the NBA. That's probably and, a good, and, good guess. And you've seen it with Coburn. You've seen it with now Baycott. And and I'm sure there's other examples as those two off the top of my head right away could pop in. I wonder, though, is how if that can change the college game at any point over time to where you just start seeing more and more big men staying in the game up until their upper level senior years and, and beyond even where all the, your better guards are going, you know, and wingmen are leaving right away. You're, I want a big it's ten. actually a really good point. I wonder if the Big Ten's over there looking up going, please say that. We've been waiting Our on that. Our time is coming. Our time is coming. The, the 30s years. belong to the Big Ten. <laughs> In 20 years, that 40-year stretch of a non-national title will come to an end. It's a really good point. I mean, I could absolutely see that. And I mean, coaches having to start. And you know who that would benefit? The University of Louisville, who has the big man whisperer. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But you know, five, ten years from now, I mean... I could absolutely. I, I, I think could, it's a good point. I could see, I could see the, the college game evolving in a way, almost somewhat. I guess you could say backwards. I mean, yeah, I mean but, things are cyclical. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe the NBA game changes a little bit. Too. That's true. That's but true. I, I totally. It's, it's a. It's a very good point. All right, we talked too long. We got to go to break. When we come There's back, we'll part. have a uh, short segment here <laughs> and wrap up hour number one. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. I'm getting bugged driving up and down the same old strip. I gotta find a new place.
place where the kids are hip. <laughs> Back in first hour of the Mike Rutherford show, we'll have a short segment here because we rambled a little bit too long in that opening segment. Trevor Kelsey, for those wondering at home, has once again brought Arby's into the studio. Well, I didn't have it. At this all. is this is day five in a row. Well, I didn't have it on Saturday and Sunday though. That, well, we didn't have shows in studio. Is and, the key phrase there? And you know my DoorDash policy, right? At all, you use DoorDash at all costs. Well, no, well, I only, but if it's, a, I don't order DoorDash from places that have drive-throughs. Because my mind says, like, if I'm, if I, I, well, <laughs> a man I, must have a code. A man, mu- <laughs> damn right. <laughs> that's exactly what Omar was talking that's about. Omar was that's right. Took it from actually. I think that was Omar's code, right after you know, no women, no children. Uh, it was. Yeah, I mean, I just, my, I figure, you know, I use DoorDash because I'm lazy. I don't want to go in places like Cheesecake Factory or. Cracker Barrel or, or Bob Evans and so, but if it's got drive through, it's okay because I can just drive through the drive through. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, my policy is no uh, DoorDash for non drive through. So if I'm staying at home over the weekend and I'm just ordering DoorDash for food, I'm not going to get Arby's because they have drive through. You bought Arby's in Freighter Meal Tuesday through Friday last week. I did, did I grabbed it again today for Monday. And now this is five consecutive work days with Arby's. That is, that is true. And tomorrow will probably be another. Arby's Day, which don't let me forget the break in the, I got a, something to tell you about tomorrow. You've had more Arby's in the last, in the month of April than I think I've had <laughs> in your life. At least the last 15 years. 15? Yeah. You poor thing. I don't know how much Arby's you thought I'm I was consuming. I, every time I go, not only do I, every time I go there, I, I, they always ask me, they're like, would you like to donate a dollar for Feed Hunger? And I thought you were going to say they knew you at this Arby's. No, no, not yet. I'm like, they're it's like, coming. <laughs> there's been, trust me, there, the one on Shelby Road, I would go to so much, I, they started giving me an employee discount. The Trevor. Yeah, they, you know, they gave, they gave me a 20% off discount. The manager loved me, so I was just like, you you kept us alive during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only reason the lights are on in this place. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> the least we could do is offer you 20% off of your cowboy roast beef sandwich. <laughs> I mean, she pretty much said that same thing. So I mean, I good lord. <laughs> but I, they, they don't know me there yet. But they, but every time I go, they give me the. Uh, would you like to you know donate a dollar to feed children hunger? And I'm like, of course I'm not going to make little Johnny starve. So you know I do it. And they give me a they give me a coupon for a free slider. So if you like, I've got like obviously a handful of free slider coupons. If you want one, I never use them. I, I just donate that. the dollar just to be nice. You are nice. Yeah, I try. I appreciate that. I got to do something to even out the karma of everything else in my life. <laughs> there are a couple of, of uh, uh, players available on the portal, some recruiting news that I, I want to get to. We'll do that in the second hour since we talked so long. We'll try to take some texts here uh, before we go to break. Uh, Texture says, this is the most recent one, Arby's used to be so expensive, but now a damn happy meal is $5 from McDonald's. Arby's all day. Yeah, Arby's is kind of, Arby's always was kind of the higher priced fast food, but you're playing for the better quality. I mean, I get, I just get, I get a large drink and a, and a double roast beef, and it's with the, with the donation, it's nine bucks. Texas says radio hosts are rage tweeting about how totally not mad they are about Louisville. This rivalry is so bleeping back. 
Have you seen this? No. Who's who's tweeting about what? Huh? Who, who would you guess? If you're talking about a radio show host in this area, rage tweeting. Who is tweeting about the other side? Be Matt Jones. You would be correct. What's Matt? So got his underwear in a rough. Oh no, he's he's not. He's not. He's not mad. Charlie. Oh, okay. He's not worried. He's not concerned about any of this. Oh, is that what his? He's little... just tweeted 17 straight times about Louisville. That's, that's just to show you how <laughs> unbothered he is about all this. What did I go look? Are they worthy of me my time to go look up? Probably the reactions are great. The, the little that I've seen, again, I haven't been following this, um, but it, it's it's basically this whole like Louisville gave so much crap about World Wide West and and Kenny Payne, and they thought we were cheating, and they were the ones really cheating, and now they're so quickly switching their allegiances oh, to. It's like, well, yeah, really, like, we want to win games, same as you. Like you, you did the exact same thing. Let's be real. You know this. I think that there were some comments made on a radio show, ho, uh, radio show when that you were producing about John Calipari before John Calipari was the Kentucky basketball coach. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for that, a decade, UO fans and media screamed about UK was cheating, and we get caught. They weren't and didn't. Well, they didn't. I wouldn't say they weren't. They didn't cheat, but maybe, but they didn't get caught. I mean, why is he tweeting something an hour ago that was relevant seven years ago? Because he just wants everybody to know how not mad he is. I mean, I think I think we've gotten over. Couldn't the, be less mad. I think we've gotten over the egg on our face about your twelve, your two thousand twelve title is going to be vacated. Enjoy it while it lasts, jokes. I mean, that thing. Yeah, it happened. Uh, turned around five, real six quick. Six years ago. Yeah, real I mean, quick. I mean, you want to give me a knock knock show too, Matt? I mean, come on, dude. I mean, get, get, be relevant. Text says these tweets from Hatfield Better. have me rolling, laughing. Yeah, he. Uh, Chris Hatfield uh, at Chris D Hatfield on Twitter says Matt three straight tweets about Louisville Jones is absolutely not mad. Do not write in the newspaper <laughs> that he was mad. Uh, he's having a Hall of Fame meltdown. It is. I mean, it's it does kind of feel like old times, right? It feels like we're we're getting back to that where I'm going to show you how mad I am by sending all these rage tweets just to show you how I don't care about the other side. Like we all, let's be real. We all care about the other side. Everybody and cares about both sides. In, this Jones, in the hiring of, of, of CEO rock nation director by Kenny Payne. It's a brilliant move. It's one Cal would have done. <laughs> like you got to throw the Cal thing in there to like make yourself okay with liking what Louisville did. Uh, my guy, uh, Sam, doctor of dunk on Twitter had this thing. He was like, what if we took all these five-star recruits to uh, the, the balloon glow? <laughs> I saw you tweet I just the idea of being like, you guys love this. You guys like, like these these seventeen year old kids. Be like, what the hell are we doing? What is this? What's the worst place that you could take a bunch of five star future multimillionaires in Louisville that like we think would be cool, but that nobody else from other parts of the country would think would be cool? Well, if we're actually being legitimate and wasn't cool, I'm taking them to the Steamboat Race. Oh my God, that's a good one. Nothing worse. I mean, here they come. Here they come, boys. Bank for two hours. (laughs) Here they come until they get to us and then pass (laughs) us, and then we're good. Get those binoculars out. I can see them. I mean, do you remember going to? We're winning. (laughs) You'd stand there for like two hours, three longer than that. Hours of the day, just so the boat can come by. Like there they are. That was fun, right? It's I like, say this every year, too. As a kid, I loved the Great Steamboat Race. I had no idea. When my dad told me that it was fixed, I was crushed. Huh? The Steamboat Race is fixed every year. You, you mean fixed like they, 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 they predetermined they put it on? It on. No, yeah. no, no, they don't. Because the Delta Queen, would, like in reality, it would win by like a mile if they actually raced because it's apparently big. Well, I guess now what is the, the, the Bell of Cincinnati? Well, they're, they're on the mini. Yeah, the Delta Queen retired years ago. I believe, yeah, I think yeah. It's now it's the Bell of Cincinnati. Which the Bell of Louisville still like, isn't that the oldest steamboat in, still, like, in believe the that's country in yeah. the United States? Which is why it would probably get rolled by any other steamboat in America. Wait a minute, it's fixed? Yeah, it's fixed. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. 
Don't let the recruits know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to like dislike it anymore. I mean, wrestling's pretty, you know fixed too, so but I still love it. I guess yeah. it's it's a steamboat. No wonder why I always like the steamboat race. So great much. steamboat race is a great place for the recruits. I think it'd be also good. like. I mean, unless you're putting them, well, I guess if you put them on the boat, I mean, that would be bad. Would it, it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be. Bad. These kids don't want to come to Louisville. To, to I don't know if there's any more boring. I mean, because if you put them in the parade, it's gonna that that's actually wouldn't kind of have cool. to all be derby related. Like, what about the Trinidad football game? <laughs> no, because you got a good crowd of people there. <laughs> but I mean, still, it's it's a high school football game on a Friday night where they're trying to go out and party. I'm sure and like yeah, experience what Louisville nightlife is like. They're, you're not, they're not going to be swayed by hey. So just so you guys know. This is one of the most heavily attended high school football games in America. <laughs> but then, but there's some maybe some games that would be betterly attended than the U of O game we take them to. James Quick played in this game. <laughs> yeah, four times. Brian Brom made the cover Sports Illustrated. <laughs> They're like Brian, Brian Brom, the Purdue guy. Yes, <laughs> the Purdue coach. <laughs> That's what they prize. There's got to be another event more even. I want to say more. I hate to say more boring and, and, and structured that way because I do like the. The steamboat race is like one of the few things like I would get out of school and go do on Derby Week. Like I never went to the balloon glow. It's probably, probably because it was too early. I mean the balloon the balloon glows at night. The balloon race is way too early in the morning. Yeah, that's the one. That'd I That'd be the other thing. It's like Amani Bates, you're waking your ass up at five a.m. <laughs> to, to go, go see watch a balloon. My dad rode in one of these things one time for a Courier Journal story. What are the other He's events like, on Derby Week? There's there's the the ra- the balloon race, get the, the bed races. You've got the, the bed bra- races. Yeah, I don't remember the bed races. How are you from the city? Yeah, they have bed races every year. <laughs> I don't remember those. They've got Thunder over Louisville. Well, You've Dun- got so Thunder to be on Saturday. Thunder's the first one. When well, I thought Thunder was the last one, Thunder kicks off the festival. Good lord, Trevor! Thunder kicks <laughs> off the Derby Festival every year. Last time I was like, you pay attention. I think I don't think it was that way. I think it used to be the other way around. Didn't what, it? The, the worst part about when you do this is that you're the one who initiated this conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, it's and you've got <laughs> you have no knowledge about what about the topic that you're bringing up. Okay, there's five events. Apparently, there's five events. So we've got the well, parade. More than five. Well, it's, I thought it was only one. Oh, it's, it's two weeks now, isn't it? It's like three weeks. Yeah, it used to be only a week. When yeah. I was a kid, it was only a week. Well, yeah, it used to be different. And, and, and yeah. things have changed. Well. <laughs> I don't like change. Both with the Derby Festival and like, the world at large. Change, 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 change. I don't like change. It's like restrictive, like a pair of underwear. <laughs> Let's bring DJ Wagner to the Louisville Slugger Bat Museum. Oh, that thing is boring as crap. <laughs> I was. I'm, there's one thing I probably. Only the NBA Hall of Fame disappointed me more than going to Louisville Bats Museum. Like I, I, I don't know why I had my, my expectations so high for going to the Little Bass Museum when it reopened back out here. I went like the first like month it was open. Yeah, that's the only time. And, I and like the only cool thing I remember ever, like the only, the only cool thing that ever, like the only thing that made I thought was cool was like the pitching when you stand next to like the Dale Nomo. You see how fast it was, fast like ninety mile an hour yeah. fastball. Yeah. Like other than that, like I was just so disappointed. Like I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe to see like classic bats, like Hall of Fame level, you know, like from back in. The, I don't know what, but. I left just with my little mini bat with my name on it being like, this kind of sucked. And I've never been back since. Would you like to walk over the Big Four Bridge, DJ Wagner? <laughs> go hang. Here, just slice a pizza. Go meet, Southern the, Indiana. go meet the troll under the bridge over <laughs> by the Yums. <laughs> There's this big-ass turtle that just walks its ass around Nulu. We can, uh, you, you want to see it? We might get lucky. Go to Louisville Cream. Grab a scoop. Maybe know. we'll see Spike the Turtle. I'm still not really familiar with what New Lou is. New Louisville. Yeah, but where, I mean, isn't that like down by the Yum Center and stuff? Not really. Oh. 
I mean, general. I've heard people talk about Nulu, but I don't actually know what Nulu is. Nulu Fest. It's great. We'll go down there. I'll take it down there one time. <laughs> Why's it got to be Nulu anyway? Let's go to break. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, what's wrong with Louisville? Just play Louisville. There's those baby goat races at Taj Garage Bar. Yeah, I don't know. Any, any, I don't think the five star recruits are going to be swayed by the, was it the Bach Fest, I think, where they do the goat races. Do, do, uh, what about we take them to, uh, karaoke at our place? That was always fun for me as a kid. Set up a Kiko's. You'll you'll love it. You're gonna go nuts. I'll do. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. Uh, let's go to break. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. Next, we'll talk about some of the recruits and transfers who are uh, the latest Louisville targets. At least rumored to be the latest Louisville targets. One of them has scheduled a visit. And spoiler, also tying it back into what we were just talking about, it coincides with a Derby Festival event. We'll talk no. about who it is and when that's happening. Coming up after the break, we'll take more of your texts at 502-414-1450 as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and it returns next here on 1450 The Big X. Yeah, I almost guessed it after the very first song, but this is Look Who's Talking. I this is absolutely songs from Look Who's Talking. Not since you did the entire lyrics to the Easy E song. I know. I've been more impressed with you. I see the scene of this. It's John Travolta dancing with, oh, yeah. with Mikey. Like I, I grew up watching Look Who's Talking far more times than any like seven, eight year old should have. Oh, I, I, I watch that movie all the time. I mean, my eight year old. I think I've told you a story. My eight year old birthday party was a sleepover, and we rented Look Who's Talking and Kickboxer. And, and then you got into like Bloodsport yeah. downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Bloodsport. Yes, one more on Kickboxer. Yes, Bloodsport. How do I know your stories better than you do I, at this cause, point? Because I'm just having multiple different <laughs> that, movies that's, mixed in my head. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a low moment for me personally. <laughs> you remember when you said we rented Look Who's Talking and Kickboxer? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was Bloodsport. It was Bloodsport. You're right. I don't know what I was. Yeah, Frank. Frank do and Jesus. I've got a. I gotta get out more. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta start seeing some of my like older my friends. Betty's basement and pretended we did the movie. Because I guess we didn't pretend to do Look Who's Talking. Uh, Look Who's Talking, we got. Do you remember that very brief, very glorious period of time in America where McDonald's was giving away VHS movies? Well, they used. I don't remember the VHS. I know Pizza used to give away DVDs. I don't remember that. But my, McDonald's and like got the, Mr. Mom. In the mid '90s, they had oh yeah, they had Dirty Rotten Scoundrels exactly yeah because that's how I got it's how the first time I saw Dirty Rotten Scoundrels yeah, was which from is McDonald's. a funny movie by the way. But we, I think we by accident got Luke who's talking like we weren't supposed to get it. And we didn't realize it till we got home, and I was like, I don't even know what this movie's how about. How was that even on their list? That was a popular movie, yeah. and I watched it probably a million times. Probably. Oh, I love the movie. It's like, yeah, I watched. I, I, so you watched that over the weekend? I watched it over the weekend again. Had uh, I, I just was just kind of combing through the. The streaming sites looking for stuff I maybe feel like watching. And I came across, I was like, yeah, I haven't watched it forever. And I'm going to watch it. I mean, it's, it's a good movie. It holds up. I know some would say it was somewhat the, the decline of John Travolta before Pulp Fiction resurrected him. Hey, another Easter reference. Uh, and, <laughs> and maybe that was, you know, Christy Alley, you know, was maybe her peak. Aside from, you know, she's on Cheers and ate Shelley Long. And oh that's, boy, <laughs> Family Guy reference. Oh boy. <laughs> I think he might be dirty. Pawn it off on somebody else. Uh, but, 
And who else was in the movie? You had, uh, well, you had Bruce Willis, the voice of Mikey. I'm going through a selfish phase. <laughs> I'm going through selfish the selfish phase. <laughs> and then uh, the second one was good, too. Uh, see, the second one, I got to go back and rewatch. Again, I'm, I'm basing all of this on my, like, 10-year-old memory. Like, well, the, the first one still holds up. Like, it's been a while since I've watched it. And, and you know, you like me, I probably, I mean, we learned the birds and beasts from Look Who's Talking. Kind of, yeah. I mean, how do you make an opening scene of sperm impregnating an egg funny? I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. God love you, Emmy Heckler, who uh, also brought us Clueless and Fast Times Richmond High, by the way. Directed both, both great those. movies. Yeah, she's directed all three of those. Didn't write the first, but she directed them. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, if I'm thinking, if I have kids, that's how I'm going to teach them the birds and bees. I'm just showing the first 20 minutes of Look Who's Talking. I've got a list for you later on that's on this subject a little bit that you're going to like. Actually, you're going to hate it because I didn't like it, and we're going to have you're going to have significant issues with it, just like I did. I don't know. I'm if very I'm excited. Happy to get that. or excited for this? I'm I'm, I'm afraid. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm just we'll get some emotions. I'm like you though. I never like I never had that like you know the talk oh, with I my parents. Either, yeah, you yeah. just kind of like learn stuff as as you got older. Well, like, I grew up with a you know single mom and grandparents, so yeah. You know, grandfather passed when I was 14, so yeah, my. Mom's just like, go watch RoboCop or something. I mean. <laughs> Did you ever have any classes in grade school? Yeah, but it was post Look Who's Talking. So, so you kind of knew everything yeah, already. Yeah, I had a, you know, an image in my head already. You know. We had what they called family life in fifth grade. And they separated the boys and the girls for it. That's how you knew it was like it was going to get funny. Like you were going to have stuff that was not talked about. And I'll never forget, shout out to my guy, Billy Sprigg. He called Seaman Cinnamon when he was reading it. Brought the house down. On accident. It's pretty funny, actually. Hilarious. Well, I mean, unintentionally. <laughs> it was great. I mean, just the, the questions that you asked, and I, I mean, it, it feels wrong that I can't talk about the, on radio the questions that we asked as 11-year-olds in a fifth-grade class or 10-year-olds in a fifth-grade class. Were, yeah. But yeah, that was, we had that. But like by that point, kind of like you, I felt like I'd learned enough via just having older brothers and also movies, movies and friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it all just came from them. And you know, you, you just you slowly accumulate all the information, and then somehow you piece together the puzzle as you get a little bit older, and things start to make more sense. And you're like, oh yeah, that's why. That's why they make that motion. That's 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 where I've seen that from. I spent the rest of my life learning everything from movies. Unfortunately, movies let me down on. Most they, yeah, they've led you in the wrong but direction not with several birds times. And bees, no. Oh, the man. voice of Bruce Willis finding his way has <laughs> always been there for me. Let's talk about, uh, before we go back to the text line, I-, I mentioned some new names out there on the recruiting trail for Louisville, both transfer variety and uh, traditional recruiting variety. The big one that I think people are a little bit excited about just because there's more information about him than um, we previously knew, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is the big man transfer from Tennessee, former five-star player, played Fairly sparingly last year on a Tennessee team that had a lot of talent, especially in the post. But he announced today, we knew that we were in his final, I think, six schools. But he announced today that he had set five official visits. He's going to SMU. He's actually there right now for the next couple of days. He will be... What's SMU doing? They're going after Ark at Williamson? Now this kid? Well, they, you know, they're losing. All, they probably Kendrick Davis is probably the best player in the portal, one of the best players in the portal, and they lost him, so okay. they need to reload a little bit here. Um, after he goes to SMU, he will – I mean, these are all – these fits are like all back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Is Brandon Huntley-Hatfield – what are they doing in, in Tennessee? They're not emphasizing academics. God forbid we play. God forbid we expand the college football playoff. It's got to be about school for these kids. But he's going to Auburn from SMU. He'll be there for two days. He will be going straight from Auburn to Louisville, April 23rd through 24th, which means 
He'll be in town for Thunder Over Louisville. Uh-oh. You like fireworks, Brandon? <laughs> Are we the we place got for something. you? You like public urination? Oh, that urine is going to be flowing. We haven't had a full-on like COVID, post-COVID, if you want to call it that, whatever. Uh, fun, Thunder Over Louisville since 2019. That urine is going to be flowing everywhere on the gray lawn. Last Thunder you went to? It's been a long time. Oh, you? I don't. I don't know if you know. Junior year college, which would have been like oh six. I think the last one I went to was like ninety five. I I went to like the first five of them. Like I that. get crap for this every single year around this time because I make the same opinion on the radio every single year. I think you know, when it comes to city of Louisville stuff, I feel like I typically take the majority opinion. My minority opinion is Thunder Over Louisville's the worst Louisville event. No, see, I don't it, like it. I see just because too many crowds. Thunderwork, we've seen them before. But if you're in all over the place. To an outsider, the thund- thunder is pretty. Oh, for sure. Pretty cool. If you're in town for something, or you have only seen even once or twice, it's it's pretty cool. Now for us, we've not going on thirty years of it. I mean, it's now, and I still watch it on TV. Don't get me wrong. I would I would recommend to anybody doing thunder as a kid at least once, going down there and seeing the fireworks, and then as a like young adult, teenager. Like, it's a great thing to do, do in college. You got to do a thing when you're. You got to do it from sixteen to eighteen at least once because that was the last one I did when it was yeah ninety. Yeah, I guess it was ninety five or ninety six. Because uh, I can't remember if I had my license or not. But we you know we got hammered over on Southern Indiana side, and that's why I remember seeing somebody wearing a shirt that said Thunder over Clarksville, and I was like, "What? Get out of here!" Yeah, I was like, "Can we just run this dude over? Kick him in the river?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the last one I went to, and I wouldn't even know if I'd call it going to Thunder because it was more of just an excuse to get drunk on the river air bank and area and so forth. But yeah, as a kid, it was cool. I mean, it was fun. I mean, I'd, one thing I never liked about it, even as a young kid, that my aunt would always take me to it. Because my, my aunt and uncle were always want to take me to everything. Like, my mom was like, yeah, yeah, sure, take the kid. I'm going to hang out. Whatever I got it from. And so, so, my aunt and uncle would always take me. But it would always be, almost Thunder almost always landed, not only around my birthday, but always on like, the NFL draft area. Yeah. And even as, like, you know, seven, eight-year-old Trevor, I'm like, I want to listen to the draft. Like, I want to watch the draft. Like, you want to see fireworks? I'm like... No, I want to watch Mel Kuyper. You know, I want to, I'm a nerd. I want to see where you know where the Eagles are going. I want to see who the, the Colts have the number one and two pick. I want to where are they going to go? What are they going to do? The last two times that I was supposed to go to Thunder Over Louisville, I think it was my senior year of college, and then the year after that, like we, I would go over to a buddy's house and like we would start drinking during the day. I think the, I remember vividly senior year of, of college, we'd just gotten a Nintendo Wii, which was a big deal at that time. <laughs> oh yeah. And we started drinking a bunch and playing with the Wii. And then, like, it, you know, the girls that we were hanging out with, which included my future wife, they were like, we're, we're going down. And we were like, we're just going to stay here. Like, do you guys just want to come back? to the- We're going to keep playing video games and watching. I remember we had video games on one TV. We had the NFL Draft Combine stuff on the yeah, other. Well, yeah. And then uh, we were like, if you guys want to come back here and party afterward, like, feel free. But we don't really want to leave. We're having too much fun. Yeah, remember when I was a kid, the draft was only on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So it was all day the week, over the weekend. And then the same thing happened the next year where we just started drinking. We're like, you know what? This is fine. We can hear the fire. We can watch it on TV if we want to. Have you taken – well, you haven't taken Virginia, I guess. She's no. With the COVID stuff but will you be taking virginia and 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 little tk at some point i guess at some point i'm sure baby trevor and uh, virginia will want to see the fireworks we actually could see them from our uh, house last year they in the the different spots last year uh, which was kind of fun but i'm sure we'll do it eventually and i'd probably wait till get stuck in traffic for 15 hours maybe maybe do it virginia's maybe maybe about three years for maybe i think they could both at that point Little T will be will be about Sounds three, right. and Virginia will be able to appreciate a little more. I don't know if you saw the pictures, by the way. Little TK 
The can one you sent me with him with the bunny ears on is yeah. priceless. Well, he cannot stop sticking his tongue out for, <laughs> for pictures. I get <laughs> more and more proof daily. I, I mean, every day. Like, I, don't need, I don't even need a DNA test. It's just started happening now. Every time he smiles <laughs> or is happy or sees him ready, like, the tongue just comes out. And he just, like, looks so goofy. But we, I mean, it's hilarious. I love the one you sent me. Uh, that's just, he had the expression of what I'll go through to get candy from these people. Well, he's not like, getting candy yet. He oh, needs some teeth. On. He doesn't have, doesn't have teeth yet. I don't think that's a necessity. <laughs> We're, well, for babies. I'm proof of that. <laughs> We're just now getting him into, like, uh, some solid food. He's just he's, he's just conquering prunes and sweet potatoes at this moment. We, uh, well, candy's, no he's angry. Candy's a little bit away. What do you mean? Like, uh, wait, what? A Reese's Cup egg soft. It's mushy. You can, it can just... Not the way it works. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, all of that started with the conversation about Brandon Huntley Hatfield coming, taking an official visit to Louisville uh, this weekend. He'll be here the twenty third and the twenty fourth from Louisville. He'll go to actually take he'll take four days off from his world matter. traveling. He's not going anywhere for Louisville. He's going to stay here, and he's going to Arizona State uh, April 29th through May first, and then he'll wrap up his visits uh, at Wake Forest. Uh, will be Ooh, the we can't let him get to Arizona State. Yeah, they do what we tried to do, but better. I think we have a good shot with him. With, with recruiting. So, I mean, yeah, we need, to, we need to get him locked up when he gets – if he's worth – but then again, I mean – He's the type of transfer that I think we can really get right now. Is this the guy we go after or do we try to get a Monty Bates? Do we try to get – do we wait and see what else comes available? Because, I mean, it seems, you know, every day is like an advent calendar in the transfer portal. It's like, who's going to pop up today? Yeah, except we've only got – we've got less than two weeks now before that stops because May okay. 1st is the deadline to enter the portal. So it's the big names, and they're you know we had one today, Tyrese uh, Walker from uh, Iowa, Iowa State, State entered yeah. the transfer portal. There've been a couple, but I think for the most part, you have a pretty good idea of who's available. And we, I mean, we've got five roster spots at least available right now, so you can you, you can be a little bit loose with That's who you're true. going after. And I think you know we've discussed the fact that I think Louisville might struggle in the portal a little bit with guys that are junior seniors, just because we can't guarantee anybody right now that we're. 100% sure we're going to be eligible for the 2023 NCAA tournament. But with a guy like Hunt, Huntley Hatfield, he's a freshman. He's got at least three years of eligibility, four if he wants. I'm sure he's thinking about being an NBA player before that. He's a former five-star recruit. But freshmen, I think, or sophomore transfers are the guys that we could go after and say, look, we're even if we were not able to play in the tournament next year, we're going to have a big spotlight on us. We play in the ACC. Kenny Payne's making waves. We've got this staff that everybody's talking about. We're going to be landing a top five recruiting class for next year. People are going to be talking about Louisville basketball this season. you to Jack Harlow and Jay-Z. Both of them. And then if, you know, let's say you don't have a season right off the bat that makes you a lottery pick next year, we're going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament after that. And you're going to be around for that. And you're going to be at the ground floor of something great that's happening here. I think that's a pitch that you can make to kids that are transferring after one or two seasons at other programs. It might not resonate quite as much with like a grad transfer that's who's true. looking for you know his final year of eligibility. Because also, grad transfers, by and large, have kind of seen that dream of being a first-round NBA draft pick come and go. And now they're focused on having the best possible ending to their college career that they can have. And then putting themselves in a position where, you know, maybe they could be a back end first round pick or a second round pick in the NBA draft, but more than likely they're trying to have the best professional career overseas possible. So it's, uh, it's not a pitch that's going to work with somebody like that. Like for instance, a kid like Noah Locke now who ended up going to Providence this year, somebody in his same position who's 
been to other schools, who's done the whole thing, and just wants to go out a winner and with more eyes on him than he's had before, like that's it's probably not going to. You probably need to have a assurance of being eligible for the NCAA tournament in that pitch. Speaking of recruiting, I saw uh, on the way in here, just looking, scrolling through Twitter, apparently uh, IU fans are having a little good day today. They seem to be a little pretty excited with some uh, with Mike Woodson's first recruiting classes, it seems to be. Well, not just that. I mean, they're yeah, they're, they're loading up on what two f- five star kids yeah, in the same day. They got another one. They got the kid who tra- uh, who decommitted from uh, Malik Renault, who decommitted from Florida after Mike White got fired. They landed him. Yeah, I mean Woodson's kind of killing it. If they get Trace Jackson Davis back, no, how is he coming back? If they get Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, back. I guess I don't know. I mean. I- Guess maybe his game doesn't translate in the NBA level. I, I could I'm surprised that it's been this much of a decision, but I mean, apparently it is. He can be. I mean, that kid. He comes back for will be his senior year. I mean, that could be. You're talking about somebody that could carry a, a young team into a title run. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, I mean, if he comes As a back, players, but especially if he comes back, and now they're they're going to have a top ten recruiting class because they got two five star kids. Four currently, man. Um, the two That's did, probably a preseason top 15 team, if not preseason top 10. Now see if Mike Woodson can coach. Shouts to Scoots, man. Scoots living the life. He's not dead. He is. He also has risen. Yes, he was saved saved just in time at the last minute. Uh, let's go back to the text line, 502-414-1450. Texas says, Mike is trying to sell R. Kelly coming to Thunder. I mean, there's pee everywhere. It's just, <laughs> if you go down there, you can't be mad at it, especially if you're going to rock sandals. Russian roulette with your feet. That's what's happening. <laughs> well, I mean, that pee's going to be flowing all over the place. You're probably going to get peed on. Where did you go to watch Thunder at? <laughs> like the, Just the, telling you, man. I don't remember peeing that bad. Peeing everywhere. Texas, I worry about Huntley Hatfield visiting Arizona State after us. That's a party scene we can't compete with. I just, I just said the same thing. I agree. Imagine Texas. taking him to the balloon glow and then <laughs> taking him to Arizona we State. We can't let him get to Arizona State. We've got to keep him here. Well, how does this? It's not really a race. You drop a sandbag from the balloon, and maybe it lands on an X, and nobody really knows who wins. Also, it gets, it's canceled eighty percent of the time. It's like roller derby. We no one actually knows the rules. We just we just know it happens. There have been five uncanceled balloon races over the last seventy-five years. That's a fact. Every year, the weather's like, well, the balloon glows off, and then the next day, it's like, yeah. well, the balloon race is off. It's like, well, I mean, what, we expect this. It's happened five times in seventy-five. Years. It happens every single year. Texas says Thunder is the best. We'll agree to disagree. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Same Texas said, bring Jurich home. Uh, and also, unless I have coupons, I steer clear of Arbs. And then also said, I miss the Derby Festival Classic. Millard was a beast in that game. Also, Mike Merrill was too. I do miss the Derby Festival Classic too. I'm now that I do miss. That was that a good was, event. That was fun. Yeah. Texas, I noticed the tongue thing on Eastern those Sunday picks, but I didn't know how to phrase. Man, your infant child looks cute with his tongue out without sounding like a bleeping <laughs> creep. I appreciate that. Texas, my dad is 68 and he has no teeth and loves Reese's cups. Again, thank my, you. My child is is six months old. He doesn't yeah, know how to chew up food. He does. You're underestimating him. Texas, take him up in a balloon until he commits because of the implication. <laughs> you want to come here? You want to come here? We're not landing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Make a move. Uh, Scooter Dingus texting the show earlier. Oh, uh, is this now? Is this post or talking about IU recruiting now? No, he's talking about this. Was this is before? This okay. was at the very beginning of the show when we talked about the Reds. Uh, he said, "Join me, Mike. 
I decided last night that I'm betting minus one and a half for the team playing the Reds every single night. Uh, it's <laughs> bound to get us filthy rich. You made a very similar comment to me over the weekend. <laughs> you told me when I, you replied to me at some point. I don't remember what I said. And you're like, we were not going 65. Oh, no. I said, if the Reds come back, that's the real Mr. Miracle. I hate last night. No, I hate them. You're like, they won't win 65. And I brought up, yes. If that's the case, if they literally win 65 games, it means they're losing 100 and, or 99 games, right? They might lose 100 games this year. 100 games, they'll be 64 in their, in their 165 games in the season? What? Is there 164 games in the season? 162, right? Or, oh, 62, you're right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, they lose 100 games. Yeah, if I bet against them every game on the money line, I'd pull profit. Are they playing a full season? I know they had the delayed start, but I don't know if it's oh, you're right. Or not. They are not. You're right. They are doing the shortened season this year. Regardless. Either way. The Reds are going to be well below 500 this season. <laughs> I'd pull a small pro- I mean, it might not be a huge profit, but a small profit I'd pull. Texture says... We actually uh, did that on, K- on on Sports Talker show a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. We were just like, let's bet against the Reds every game. Texture says Matt Jones seems like he's scrambling on Twitter. Oh, he's not worried. Yeah, he's, I think he's fine. He's fine. Uh, Texture says Trevor co-hosts a UFL sports radio show and made it all weekend into 325-ish on Monday before learning about the Justin Perez news. <laughs> Keep it locked on the Mike Rutherford show. You'll find... You'll be If that shocks you... Keep it locked here every single day. There's more of that to come. I still didn't know who he was. <laughs> Texas, all of the cool things happening recently only could have been done by KP, which is why you made that hire. More and more things pointing towards possibly becoming the next IT program. I totally agree. Like, like Kenny Payne is the only person I think available to hire the Louisville who could have made this happen. Now, the I'm still where I was. I think we had this discussion on Friday. I don't want to get swept away by all of this, which I, I know is very hard to do. But seeing some people be like, you know, everybody's terrified of Louisville right now and, and we're, we're 100% back and all this stuff. Let's pump the brakes a little bit We there. haven't brought in a player yet. We haven't signed one recruit. <laughs> Not one recruit. We also haven't played a game. because <laughs> We haven't even finished our staff yet, technically. We have seen, and I, I am not trying to compare Kenny Payne to the coaches at some of these other programs, but we have seen in recent years – programs get some of the best freshmen in the country and not really do anything with them. I mean, do you want you just say Penny Hardaway? Penny Hardaway. I mean, not, not just him. I mean, Johnny Jones at LSU had the number one recruiting class. Well, that's true. Yeah, and they true. claimed that they were going to win the national title and they didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Like if you've got, if, and our goal isn't just to, with these top five recruiting classes that we all assume are on the horizon. I mean, the goal isn't just to become relevant because of this just to you know make the ncaa tournament and be a fun three or four or five seed that people are talking about and we have eyes on like, this is louisville we want to win at the highest possible level the goal here is final fours and national titles and in order for that to happen it has to be a mixture of things the becoming the cool program and getting all these recruits and having more eyes on you for a positive reason is is certainly refreshing and it's certainly fantastic but if the system doesn't work if Kenny Payne winds up not being the world's greatest in-game coach, or at least a good enough in-game coach to win national titles, at the end of the day, it's not going to be good enough. And we have no idea. If, if, this is all still very much a guess. Now it's a fun as hell guess. And this is, it was predictable that the start of this era was going to be refreshing and it was going to be fun and we we're going to have, have new information. And I think even if the team underachieves a little bit this year, people are still going to remain excited. I hope they're still going to remain excited and relatively patient because of what's waiting in the wings. 
But at the end of the day, like, yeah, especially if Wagner commits. Exactly. Yeah. And we have a top five, maybe number one class in 2023 coming in. Like that's all going to be fantastic. But I hope that people like aren't going to. I, I want to see it still, is what I'm saying. Because we've done this thing now for what feels like four or five different times since the, the first scandal broke in, in late 2015, where it's like, we're back. Everything's back to the way it used to be. We're good. I mean, we did it with Chris Mack when he first got here. Every program does it when they have a new coach who has a couple of pieces of positive news. Now, this does feel, this is totally different than the positive news we had under Chris Mack, but let us not forget the tweets that were out there about the Super Six and, you know, Aiden Negehan's going to come in here and be the next Montrez Harrell and all this stuff, and it it didn't work out. And until, like, Super Six led to many a hard days on KRC. And maybe it's me being just trying to learn from getting my hopes up with both men's basketball and football multiple times over the last however many years and being ultimately let down. But I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving this. I'm following recruiting more than I, I, I followed it in a long time. I'm following the transfer portal more than I followed it in a long time. I love the coaching hires that we've made for the staff so far. I'm not going to make any sort of bold proclamation of we're going to win seven of the next nat- 10 national titles. We're going to be better than we were under Patino, better than we were under Crum until I see this staff and this head coach coach an actual game. And I think that that's reasonable. Do you it's have not a, as fun. Do you have a guideline for when Louisville needs to be a Final Four team? No. Because, I mean, Crum and Patino both went to the Final Four, but it's in four years of their tenures. Max, the only coach I guess Louisville's had since in the last 40 years not to make a Final Four in his first four years. I would like, I mean, th- there's still too many unknowns right now. For that sort, if we, I'll say this: if we get to October, and the IRP ruling comes out, and it's no postseason bans, and the other punishments are a relative, like a slap on a wrist, is what we could classify them mm-hmm. as. Maybe a scholarship reduction or two, some recruiting reductions, fines, a couple more years of probation, whatever. I think at that point, I would say, year five, we need to at least be Final Four worthy. Right. I mean, Cal went there in year two. He did, but I think that like, you would because he probably would have gone sooner if he didn't. He didn't. He'd known that, that he couldn't recruit high school kids anymore because they're all going to the NBA at the when he got back here. I mean, took him a few years to learn that learn that lesson of the new recruiting did. style. And I, I think that you can't. I think that you'll have you won't be able to judge Kenny Payne on year one all that accurately just because it's going to be different than any, every other year because this is the only recruiting cycle slash transfer recruiting cycle where he's not going to know what the NCAA is doing, what the NCAA punishment is going to be. After this, it's you adjust accordingly to what you've got. If they tell us by then. <sighs> Surely to God. I mean, you could have said that three years ago, right? You could, but at least now we know and we have a hearing set in June <laughs> okay. until it gets postponed for like 30, yeah. five times in a row. But so for that reason, I'm, I'm not saying I'm tossing out this upcoming season, but you could, uh, you'll, you have a built-in excuse for this not being no, yeah, I mean, up to uh, yeah. up to his standards. But you won't have that, assuming that we're not hit with a multi-year postseason ban. You won't have that for any other season afterwards. No, year two, you have to. You, Short of being told we're not allowed in the tournament, your two Louisville needs to be in the tournament. Especially with the roster that I think we have the potential of uh, assembling by that time. If you get DJ Wagner. Oh, well, yeah, if you're not even a competitive for the tournament and you don't have the roster we're, or the recruiting that we're expecting, then it's, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, the, the for the 2023-24 season, let's say we get DJ Wagner, which we now have four crystal ball predictions logged for Louisville Ooh. in the last five days. Let's say we get him, we'll have 
Kamari Lands would be a sophomore. Caleb Glenn, you assume, is going to stay true. Well, I mean, Sidney Curry might still be around. Some of the guys on the current roster might still be around and be even better. And then you're assuming that you're going to get some of the other big-time players that are linked to Kenny Payne. If you have all of that, and that team's not like top 20 good, top 15 maybe good, depending on the, the landscape of college basketball, then I think you get a little bit concerned. But that will be the year where I, I, I feel like we really start to lock in and kind of judge and see where this thing is going or have more of an idea of where this thing is going. But I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I'm, I'm not excited. Like, I'm excited. Everything about this has been exciting. It's wonderful. Um, it just it feels different. But I'm also not going to – like I, I see people, I think, going just a little bit overboard, and I understand it. We're all so desperate to get this thing back. I mean, this has been – we haven't played in the NCAA tournament t- but twice in the last seven years. And that's Ugh. it's nothing that, that I've never even the the late nineties with Denny Crump. No, we never had that. We never had that. Never had a span like this where I I, I almost have gotten used to the NCAA tournament not having Louisville, and we, that feels so wrong and we, so horrible. And I think we're all so desperate to rid ourselves of this and get back to what we're used to that we just want to believe that every piece of good news is an indication that we're going to be back to being top five every single year. And maybe it is, but I'm not going to sit here and say like I know for sure just based on hiring Danny Manning and being on the list of some some five-star kids. It's exciting, great, sure. But let's calm it down a little bit. We're setting the bar a little bit too high right off the bat, I think. But again, if you're a fan, you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell anybody how to fan. Um, I guess we have to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll get to the text line again. You guys have been blowing it up. I appreciate it. We love it. We'll take your text coming up here after the break and wrap up hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. No more. Back in Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Since you already guessed the movie soundtrack, okay, and you you bragged about how well you know the movie, and okay, I mean you got it. In that, the fact I don't know what impressed me more. You said you got it after the first song we played. I the fact, figured it was the first, song. or the fact that you actually listened to the first song I played. It's a rare thing. Both shocked me. I'm not gonna lie. Name the scene that song is in. That one? Or just in particular, yeah. I guess See, I just told you off air, like, I don't remember that song being in the movie. When you Staying were saying... Alive? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. Oh, that's when he's walking with the stroller and he's saying hi to all the other babies. Okay, I, I remember the scene now that you on, say he it. He comes up in the final girl and she's like, oh, my hair, they took my baby. That, that's right. You're yeah. exactly right, yeah. Oh, do you like the, the bow? And I yeah. just feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, now that you say that, I do recognize it. Because yeah, the, the other song that you mentioned for the next hour, I also didn't recognize being in the movie. But Well, the... the I remember yeah. I'm Walking on Sunshine. That's the the, the, uh, the the montage of the babysitting. Right. Um, help, help, somebody burn me before I blow up. Talking Heads, uh, and she was, was the pregnancy montage. 
when she's okay. kind of going through all when she's yeah. getting when she's picking out the uh, outfits. Right. And she's, you know, they the beat up. Yeah, and then um, I get around was well the opening of the movie. Right. The uh, the scene where we talked about yeah we learned know the birds that, and breeze yeah that's how I learned the song now I was gonna do this before you you chimed in so no, I, I feel to do it now okay I'm sorry big X golf cards oh yes we've still got a few left if you want to play how? if you want to play five of the best courses in Southern Indiana for under twenty five bucks a round that includes a cart includes a bucket of range balls there's only one place to go it's bigxsportsradio.com you'll click on the tab that says uh, big X golf cards at the very top we're talking Christmas Lake. We're talking Old Capital. We're talking Elk Run. We're talking Valley View, and we're talking Chariot Run. All those courses, under $25 a round. If you don't want to use the internet, that's fine. It's a scary place. You can call 812-725-1457. It's a fad. And purchase a card right there. It's a fad. It's going away. (laughs) Computers are going to go away. Uh, And and you'll also be able to get these cards. So act now. The weather's going to get warmer soon. That's what the weather people tell us. They promise. We assume it's going to happen Sometime in the near future, you're going to want to be playing golf. Why not do it for the best value? Uh, again, BigXSportsRadio.com. Click on golf cards. You'll purchase them right there. I mean, some of these places, you have to be like a member to play it, right? I don't think so. I thought some of them aren't, don't we have some of the cards on there are, aren't, aren't public courses. They're private, aren't they pub, uh, I've only played two of them, and both were public. I mean, Chariot Run's a great course. Yeah. But it's up, it's up there by the – we used to be by the casino, uh, and I've played Old Capital. I think both those were public. I don't know about the – the other three, okay, but I would assume that they're all public if they're involved in this. Well, we've game. had pri- we've had we've had like I take it back then. places on there before that you had to be like members to go to, but with the golf card, you could be a member without being a member. Ooh. I like the idea of that. That's, that yeah. sounds wonderful. I mean, why, why why spend a whole year's worth of salary, you know, to spend go there every year when you just you know get a golf card for cheap? I want to see you start playing golf. I want to get you in the U of L media scramble this year. I mean, I'll do the golf. I'll, I'll drive the golf cart. I want you to hit some putts. I can do putts. I mean, I'm, scrambles I'm, are great for. I'm not much of a driver. Um, I mean, with a golf cart, I can't be, but the actual driving a golf. I mean, I, if I can get a hold of it, I, I mean, I can. I can get a good. I can go on the driving range and get if I get a piece of it. You know, I, I think I get get my weight behind us. Get weight behind the swing. We're gonna make that happen. Local golf course, course. Hit us up. We'll do a remote show. Yeah, but golf, you we'll make it worth a while, and we'll video Trevor on the driving range. That's going to happen. That's a summer show right there. Boom. We're doing another Done. version of Trevor Tries It Again. Yes, that's happening. I did that with soccer ball, soccer kicking. I've seen the video. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> it's an incredible video. Yeah, except for the concussion, I think, resulted in it. You did. You hit hard. I did. Big tree fall hard. <laughs> I'm still mad. About you missed the kick, too. That yeah. still pisses me off about the it the most. It's bad. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We love our friends over at Thornton's. Download that Refreshing Rewards app today. It's going to save you money every time you need to fill up at the pump and you need to save money on gas now more than ever. Again, Refreshing Rewards app, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texas says, uh, do we sound bad out there? Somebody else let us know. Texas says, not sure what closet you guys are broadcasting from today, but it definitely has the 80s or 90s AM radio vibe. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I would say, based on the start of that text, which was not sure what closet you guys are broadcasting from, it's not the best thing. Uh, I mean, I don't think so. We're doing anything different than normal. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, it sounds normal to me. Are you listening to us in a closet, Texter? Yeah. <laughs> Texter says this is the second text about this that I saw earlier. Uh, oh, listen no. to the Manning Madness podcast. Uh, that part where your dad texted in about the Manning hire was hilarious. I'm trying to find the other. Somebody else texted about this. I just saw the. The brief like view of it, oh, and I can't find it. Somebody else texted about my dad texting in. Your dad a Dana Manning fan? Not with the, 
<laughs> not with the text. So my buddy, uh, oh, here it is. So after listening to your dad's reaction to the Danny Manning being hired on the staff and the podcast, I have to ask what his thoughts are. So, you know, my buddy Danny, who does the, the pod with me, is like obsessed with Danny Manning. Yeah, love Jess Trevor likes Danny Manning. And I don't blame him. I like Danny Manning, too. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with him. That's why we, you know, I think that's what you uh, you flock to do flock to us for. Maybe. You, yeah, you, you, you we know. all have types, right? <laughs> so the podcast, I knew it was going to be fun. We were, we were planning on doing it anyway. And then, of course, the news breaks like 30 minutes before we're set to start recording. So I'm like, this is good. like. The fact that everybody on Louisville Twitter, seemingly everybody, was reacting to this and news and being like, oh, my God, like Dan from the Card Chronicle podcast, what's he going to say? Just made me so happy. The yeah, fact the that stars align sometimes. The fact that this kid I've known you know, most of my life now and just his lunacy and idiocy could be something that has an impact on Louisville fans just makes me so happy. We were in Springfield. We, we get there. We're hanging out in the front yard of uh, Mary's house and – her neighbor from two doors down shout out to cole and isaac uh, they came over and the first thing cole says <laughs> is like he's like is your buddy really that obsessed with danny manning i'm like this is great like he's taking over central kentucky now this whole knowledge <laughs> but so in the middle of that episode like towards the end we're talking i mean obviously just gushing over danny manning it's the danny manning episode and, yeah. and dan is going nuts about this i'm happy about it and my dad texts and just goes the text reads danny bleeping manning don't know how to feel about this one <laughs> just laugh my ass off because so I, I guess, guess pops isn't as much a danny manning fan as we are i mean i think pops just knew how the wake forest tenure went and probably how i felt about his head coaching ability but hey like i said on friday if we were hiring him to be a head coach it'd be a totally different reaction than hiring him to you know be associate head coach one of three associates i mean coaches. it's we wanted someone with some veteran i think we were maybe looking for a little more seasoned veteran in that assistant coaching spot but we still got someone with a good you know, decade under our belt. I mean, that's that's not bad. It's not bad at all. And also, he's a very recognizable name. Yes. Texas, apologies if you talked about this already, but can you elaborate on the W World Wide West connection to Louisville? Isn't he mainly associated with Nike schools? Yes, but he also was mainly associated with Kenny Payne. And World Wide West, as much as we... I love it's that we all... relevant. I don't feel like you don't hear his name like you used to five, ten years ago. When you talk to people in college, I mean, and Jeff Goodman has said this publicly. It's not like just he's saying this behind closed doors. I think the impact has diminished recently, and I, I don't think it was – a lot of people say it wasn't ever quite as prominent as like the whole was – it, was it Sports Illustrated or ESPN who ran the big story? Sports like Illustrated. the most powerful man in yeah. basketball, and people were like that was always kind of overblown, but I do think it's it, it's gone down in recent years. I mean, and now he's, you know, he's a Knicks employee, so there's – Less of to- less time for him to get involved in college basketball, but it- it's certainly not. Play time, Nick suck. <laughs> it's certainly not no impact, but the the fact that we all sort of you know tried to put on the back burner when we were criticizing World Wide West for being at UK and all that stuff was you know he got to start at at Louisville. Like he and Kenny Payne were directly involved in creating the Camden connection, and he was. Well, that was Wagner though. Well, yeah, but but he had a relationship with Kenny Payne, and then he yeah he and Milt Wagner created the Camden connection and he was in the Louisville locker room at, at that time. And like, that's kind of where he got his start. It yeah, didn't Milt Wagner find him working at a foot locker up in Camden or something. Sounds right. I want to say that's where he like, I mean, I mean the kid, he was like working retail and he like gave Milt some free shoes. And that's how it started. And now it because it goes from like something that we just didn't want to acknowledge to the start of a great origin. It's a great origin story, right? <laughs> started Louisville. We can forget about what happened in the, the years in between. And now he's going to end by creating this great empire at Louisville. So there you go. Sounds but, like a movie I'd see. But is he mainly associated with Nike? Yes. Um, and Kenny Payne, 
formerly used to be mainly associated with Nike. And I think the only reason why that's changed is Louisville's an Adidas school. Yep. Best of both worlds. That's I, We'll use the Kenny Payne explanation. Best of both worlds. Tick says Kenny's got more swag than Mike Woodson. Yeah, it seems like it. But Woodson's getting it done. I would agree to that. They were on the same staff. I mean, well, no, Woodson, yeah. No, they weren't on the same staff. Woodson had left, yeah. He took, I guess he took Woodson's place on that staff with the Knicks, didn't he? I think that's right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, because Woodson was there, yeah, and then Woodson <laughs> left. And, yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, Texture says, these are the Kentucky takes that I'm here for. Um, a response to the Matt Jones. Here's a reality. For a decade, UofL fans and the media screamed that UK was cheating and would get caught. They weren't. UofL, meanwhile, had the embarrassing scandal. The first response from Bill Bubba Smith, UK <laughs> fan, says, in all caps, at least they didn't kneel. <laughs> Did you see on a what really did that's what you're going with? I mean, <laughs> on a somewhat related note, and this is not. I feel bad. I, you know, we're we're kind of. It's been a Matt Jones heavy show because of the tweets he made today. But when I saw whether it was, it was either Thursday or Friday night that he had announced that they were hosting a, a drag brunch at KSR Bar. Um, what? I, you know, they have these drag brunches where. Drag queens get up and sing, and they're okay. all they're all the rage. You going with. Okay. My wife's been to several of them. She has a great time. No, that was a thing, but okay, big thing. I mean, they're, they're lucrative. You can understand why a restaurant would want to have one. And so, I love the birdcage. He's he's <laughs> he's hosting one at, at KS Bar, and like you knew what Ooh. the real. And so I set aside. I'm like, all right, I'm not even looking right now. I got to set aside like 45 minutes to go through these mentions tonight. This is going to be my <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. When I get the kids down, this is your this is this is Mike's reward for working hard today. We're going to sit back, we're going to relax. I don't know, maybe open a nice bottle of wine that I've been saving for a great moment and we're going to scroll through these mentions and boy did they not disappoint. I can't imagine. Oh, it was wonderful. We can't probably read two-thirds of them on the air, could we? No. I mean, I was going to say, I don't know when Kentucky fans and... Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, you're Matt, though. Matt, come on, Matt. You're, you know, you knew you knew what was going to happen. He knew, and it's worth it because, you know, normal people won't... Like, the, the people who are like, oh, I'm not going to go there ever again because I don't agree with... <laughs> more, there are more people who will go to this thing and support. Like, it's a, it's a beneficial thing for him. He's making the right decision because these things, I mean, they sell out in Louisville all the time. Dude, I didn't know it was a popular thing. Huge. And I, there are other ones, apparently, Mary was telling me this on Friday, I guess, that they have them in other places in Lexington. They all do very well. So the, huh. you know, the dude from Harlan County who's not going to make the trek to Lexington to go to your, your drag brunch is probably not going to run KSR Bar out of business. Not that I should... It's weird that you just reminded me of something. I didn't. This shouldn't be connected. I don't know. I'll probably get in trouble for this. But John, John was in concert this weekend. I did. I didn't. I, I didn't even realize. So a buddy of mine, uh, he was called me. Want to know if he could drop off his kid at the house to, to, to hang out because him and his wife were going to go out. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, what are y'all doing? He's like, well, we're going to see Elton John. And I'm like, and I started laughing. He was like, well, you think it's funny? I was like, no. He's like, you don't like Elton John? I was like, no, I like Elton John. I was like, but my buddy was like. I don't think, could you even name five Elton John songs? He's like, oh, yeah, I can't, but I got to go. So he goes to the concert. He comes back to pick up his kid. He comes back in. I was like, I got 40 bucks right now. So you just saw this man in concert. You can't name five songs. And he did name five. Credit to him. The fifth one was a Dulupa song. But I'm like, <laughs> when, when you got to pull that out your butt to get your fifth Elton John song, you're probably pretty desperate for for, for naming one. The concert looked cool. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I knew. He, I, I know he went because his wife. She's like, she's big in the '80s. She's Elton John, Madonna, and all that stuff. So I know it was for her. But uh, yeah, I was just so surprised he went. I would have. 
I don't think I would. I like Elton John for what they're char- what they were charging for those tickets. A I probably lot. and I expected that. I looked into. I told you I was thinking about going to see the Eagles. I still am, and their tickets are pretty expensive. But it, it, you, you've got to be like a a good fan of some of the nostalgic acts that are doing their final or second to last, third to last final tours to to go to these. I mean, because I mean, he paid. He was mid level. He paid like two seventy five a ticket. It's nuts and. I would want like I want it in writing that this is the last time that you're coming to Louisville. If I'm going to pay that much to go to your show, because that, <laughs> that's the big draw, right? Is you're seeing this is the last opportunity yeah. that you're going to get to see him perform in your hometown. And if you miss out on this opportunity, it won't come back again. If I'm paying that much, and I I like Elton John a lot, I would want like him personalized, <laughs> like a personalized memo saying, if I come back here, I'll refund your money. Two years from now, oh, or I mean, I want to be like knighted or something. <laughs> like, Sir Trevor Sir Kelsey, Tre- yeah. Like last time the Eagles were here, I thought about going because they 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 promoted like as one of their last tours. Now, here they are several years later, back again. Granted, they're like three less members, that, you know, because they died. But happens, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I'm thinking about man. If I don't see them now, next time I see them on their second to last tour in a couple of years, I'm gonna be like Don Henley and a bunch of dudes I don't know. If even Don Henley's still with us, he's, he's getting up there. Uh, T.J. Walker's texted in. Oh, Lord, what did T.J. want? I listened to a, a heavy dose of KRC this morning. Did you? How was KRC this morning? It was good. They were most, well, the parts that I heard were just T.J. recapping his bachelor party weekend in Lexington. Oh, he went to, oh, my Lord. T.J., and don't listen to the podcast and fact check this, injured. T.J. started a gigantic fight. Did he again? Huge fight in downtown Lexington. He threw a glass at somebody. He, TJ, I'm making this up. He actually he was trying to play peacekeeper, and he's like, I he's like, I thought I was doing a good job. I'm keeping these people apart at this bar that we're probably too old to be at. And was it all a of a sudden, show? boom! Yes, yeah, is it the drag show at KS Bar? Yeah. Um, glass comes flying past my head, and all hell breaks loose, and there are fights everywhere, and the police come, and all stuff. They also got kicked out of Redmond's. I think it sounded like a classic bachelor party weekend. Man, Went to I've Keeneland. only been involved in one bar fight ever in my life. We got thrown out of a bar for fighting my bachelor party. Mine not me. Party. I was not involved. I still don't really know what happened. All I know is one of my buddies was like, was about like, Ryan's about to get in a fight. <laughs> sure I, enough, like, it's exactly what yeah, happened. I wasn't involved either. It was a friend of mine drunk, and he was like, he ended up getting in a fight. And we had a break. Cops are coming, so we're like, dude, we're going now. Yeah. Let's move. Uh, but TJ says the great steamboat race is the most underrated derby festival activity. Being on the boats is a blast. Okay, I've never been on the boat. I've never been on the boat, but I mean, I've only, I've only been on Louisville. I haven't been on Louisville, uh, Bell Louisville since I was in fourth grade. You only noticed, time, though. Only time I've ever been on the Bell Louisville was in fourth grade. You noticed that TJ said being on the boats. He did not say being on the Bell, which leads me Ooh. to believe he's trying to cover up the fact that he's a, a city trader. And he was on the Delta Queen. No, look, no, no. I can't. I can't. I got to defend TJ's too much Kentuckiana, all, all blood through and through to, to be. Well, Cincinnati can be Kentuckiana sometimes. Yeah, no, nobody counts Kentucky. Northern no, Kentucky. It's no, basically Northern no, Kentucky. No, it's, no, it's, I'm telling you, he, if he, he would have, if he was on the bell, he would have said being on the bell is a blast. He said being on the boat. He also has to put uh, put yourself on the boat. Like, that's, that's great yeah, if you're on the boat. You cannot say it's one of the best events if you're not on a boat. Like I said, you're just sitting there for hours to watch a five-minute boat go by, and then you're there, then that's it. I mean, there's there's nothing more boring than that in, amongst all the events. I, don't, I can't even name you all the events. You just have to treat it like you're tailgating for nothing, right? Just, you're outside drinking and eating <laughs> just with friends. <laughs> you can, but you can you need an excuse. Do they televise the boat race? I feel 
the news always like kind of comes in with updates. Yeah, I wonder why they don't televise it and like the whole thing in general. Because it'd be the most boring broadcast. We have like a drone just following them along. I think drones. I don't know if they can go that slow. <laughs> it's just they would just collapse. It's just hovering. The battery just dies and it falls into the river. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor. I know you subscribe to. I said Trevor somehow forgot the chow wagon. Well, that's not really an event. It's just it's there. God, I've been to the chow wagon. I can't remember last time. It's one been a while for me too. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, I know you you said you subscribe to every streaming service, so I'd recommend the show Dark Side of the Ring on Hulu if you haven't seen it. I'm assuming you have. Yeah, I watched them when they were brand yeah. new on uh, on Vice. Yeah, because every like I feel like every wrestling fan has suggested that to me, even though like I'm not. Yeah, they're just they're, they're in their in fourth season, I believe. This last one, um, last season was okay, but I, I DVR them on Vice and watch them on TV on Vice. But they're also on Hulu. The only problem with how successful they were is they they spawned a few other dark sides that were not good. They did like a dark side of the NFL, which was not good at all. No, really. And they did a dark side of the '90s, which I thought would be good, and it sucked as well. Dark side of the ring, the only one worth watching. Uh, Texas, can we get a card chronicle bar? Bar chronicle. <laughs> That's what's been suggested to me. Can have a law firm theme. If we ever legalize, we could get card chronic. Ooh. I'd let you take the uh, take the reins on that. Manager on that you'd place. Be, you'd be my CEO. You'd be my Desiree uh, Perez. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Texas that's, take, our, that's our guy, right? Yeah, his, his mom. <laughs> Texas says KS Bar is in a strip mall and is a dump. Is it? You know, I've never no, been never, to KS Bar. Have you? No. I mean, it's, it hasn't been around that long, I think. A couple years now. It's been like three or four years. Has it really been I think long? so, yeah. I mean, I, no, I've never. I've, I've been to Lexington like once over that time. So. I think I've been to the same thing, yeah. Texas, the signal sounds great. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Uh, Texas, TJ Walker targeted derailment text towards TK to take us away from Matty Bang's tweets today. <laughs> I don't think so. He's no. an evil genius. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. If we're going to be bashing on Matt, uh, Matt Jones, I don't think he's going to derail us on that one. Texas, <laughs> Mike just let that do a leap of pronunciation slide. I did. What did I say wrong? I don't remember what you said, but I remember it Yeah, you named a Dua Lupa song. Dua Lipa. Whatever. I'm sorry, if you if I have to name five... Elders, Texture, you want to know why I let the oh. pronunciation slide? Because that's exactly what happens every time I, there's a correction. <laughs> it's not worth it because Trevor just goes, whatever, I don't and care. we move on. Yeah, I don't care if I said it wrong or not. So you like, just got to let it like, go. If I name you to name five Elton John songs, and I, the sad part was, was some of the songs he did not mention, Candle in the Wind. Like, how do you not go Candle in the Wind when you're naming five Elton John songs? Yeah, it should be up there. Like, that and T- Tiny Dancer are the number one and two right away. Didn't name any of the soundtrack from Lion King. He went with, See, I wouldn't have gone there, though. He went Benny and the Jets, Tiny Dancer, um, Crocodile Rock. Yellow Brick Road? Uh, no, he didn't. He's uh, something Still Standing, I think is what it was. I'm still standing and then, better than I ever did. And then he's like, looking like a true survivor. <laughs> Feeling like a little kid. Oh, oh, oh. That's a great song. I'm afraid to like main song sometimes if you're just going to bust in the lyrics. You're lucky I don't do it more. And then the, the cold-hearted Dua Lupa song. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's really where you're going with when you name five Elton John songs. I mean, why don't you just... I'm, I'm honestly surprised he just like um, the duet Stan with Eminem. I mean, I'm surprised that wasn't you one of that? Ooh. Give I'm, me Daniel. <laughs> Uh, I still remember the day on the radio, Matt Jones tried to convince me that that, that was actually about his brother. Really? Yeah. We were like, me and Tony Demo were like, um, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Listen to the lyrics. Like, 
Yeah, I think you need to listen to the lyrics. <laughs> It's actually that I saw Elton John here like three years ago when he was making his last tour. Oh, I bet. That'd be the, yeah, that's the, the, the risky yeah. run. Uh, same text says, I just picture Scott Reynolds commentating the steamboat race and towards the end running out of things to say and breaking down and screaming, I'm so sick of this bleep. <laughs> it's a great clip. Would you imagine having Gus Johnson do the steamboat race? No. <laughs> I'll be honest, no. <laughs> Texas, apparently Denny Crum is a regular at a new bar called The Tavern in Newcastle if Bar Chronicle needs to move in next door. If Bar Chronicle. We need some seed money. Help us out. Yeah. We need an NIL deal. And when, 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 we, open, on, Rick when we open the card, Chronic will need seed money as well. Bar Chronicle. <laughs> Earl Clark every day. We'll have an Earl Clark beer. Bar Chronicle. It sounds like a like a novel, like a, like a, like a, like a, like an ocean, uh, ocean type bar. The Chron- Bar Chronicle. I think that was the name of the place. The Barnacle was the name of the bar in uh, in Summer Rental with John Candy. Are you done? <laughs> what? I can't make it. What? You can sing Elton John. I can't make a John Candy s- Summer Rental reference. Mike Rutherford show. Not TK and friends. <laughs> Texture says, oh, oh, here we go. Back to that one on me. Yeah, well, it's a nice Trump card. I knew the first week of the show, the first week of the show, when you were like voting for people to name it, I knew I should have jumped in with you. Should have. You can't, friends. I had, I had my window. I had it, and it closed. Texas says Rocket Watts is back in the transfer portal third time. I'm not doing this again. Is he really? Don't. If Louisville reaches out, don't. This is the one thing that could get me off the Kenny Payne train. I can't. I can't fight the Rocket Watts fight again. Here's Rocket Watts sucks at basketball. I can't, I can't say it any other way than I have said it a million times. That guy have eligibility. He's not good. He's got a terrible attitude. And did I mention he's not good? Because he's not good. We don't want players who suck at basketball here. Don't take him. He's not good. And I loved everybody who, when they saw that we were paired up against Mississippi State in the Bahamas tournament, they're like, oh, you're going to eat those words. He's going to drop 50. He sucked. I think he had two points on one of five shooting and like three turnovers. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he didn't even play a lot of minutes either. You know why? Because he sucks. Because he's not good. <laughs> Texture says, oh, this is the one. We can't end the hour on this. So is Keeneland overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I'm going with properly rated. Very pretty scene, and I love going, but I love Churchill more. Never been. You never been to Keeneland? No. I've got thoughts. I've only been to two racetracks. I've been to Churchill Downs, and I've been to the one in Chicago. Arlington? Hmm? It's the only two I've ever been to. Never been there. Texas, how the bleep does Trevor remember this bleep? I, I know. <laughs> you know what's sad is they're saying Evergreen that? text. You know what's crazy is I don't even remember what they're talking about. The thing is... <laughs> I remember something they're saying I remember, but I don't remember what they're saying I remember. In the same three-hour period, you could text in how the bleep does Trevor remember this bleep, and then 20 minutes later text in how the bleep does Trevor forget this bleep. Because it's, it's incredible both ways. Like the other day, my mom texts me uh, during the show saying like uh, 1994 question mark. I told Mary about this, and story. I didn't realize. I was like, it was like because I was like, 94 what Gulf Shore Strip. What is really? she talking about? And then I text back. She's like, <laughs> I was listening. and I'm like, oh yeah, I was talking about how I lost my virginity in, in the summer of '94 on Gulf Shores. <laughs> Apparently, my mom was listening to the show. Stuff you were like, mom, you're like mom's rarely listening, and she just was like, 94 Gulf Shores, really? I told Mary that we were driving to Springfield. She was dying. <laughs> what was the embarrassing part? Is I asked my mom what she was talking about in reference to. Because I had to make her say it again. <laughs> is Keeneland overrated? This and much more coming your way in the five o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll take your text at 502 414 1450 as well. I've also got a list that is going to infuriate Trevor. So if you afraid. like angry TK, keep it locked right here. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number three is on the way next.
joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there to drink my wine Come and dig my earth Five o'clock hour starts now. Yeah! It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday. Here on 1450 and 96.1, a.k.a. The Big X. Streaming wherever you can stream radio shows. We've been talking a lot about this new era of Louisville basketball. Louisville becoming an unconventional program. Something new chapter. A new chapter, if you will. Becoming an unconventional program. Something that we, some of us, you know, kind of ripped on Kentucky about when John Calipari was making similar claims. I'm not saying we're following in the footsteps because things are different now with NIL, but with the hiring of Justin Perez, it's very apparent that we are going to be going about our business in a very different way moving forward. It's a new thing. I think it's a change that most people are open to and excited about, and we've been discussing that as well as the great steamboat race <laughs> somehow. The glow, the balloon glow. The balloon glow, taking recruits there, which I think is the funniest possible image to have of a recruiting trip I mean, we did take we did i, mean, I know this you like that kroger balloon <laughs> just wait till you see that bad boy 500 feet up in the air look at that myers that big lots but i mean we did take recruits to like laser tag for a long time i mean is that really that's kind of nerdy too right i mean laser blades rules laser blades. i mean I, I only did laser blades like once so we had birthday parties there all the time. I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the, the size of man that is is good for laser blades. I just love laser. Yeah, laser tag. Whatever. <laughs> my favorite story about the, the laser blades recruiting trip, which by the way, remember that was, ended up being a violation because did it? the two recruits who were it was Damian Lee. We, we were trying to get him the, the transfer recruits. Damian Lee was in town, and somebody else who ended up not going here. They paid like the seven fifty it was for them to play the game, and that's the violation. Yeah, like, I think the, the business like waived charges, and so like Louisville had to pay back like the fifteen bucks that it spent for the laser tag round. But when that story came out, when the pictures came out, because it was somebody who was an employee at Laser Blaze who sent them to me, and was like, the "Whole team was here. Here's this picture," and I texted Patino, and I was like, "Did this actually happen?" And he just responded with, second high score." <laughs> like damn it, I love you. Uh, but that was a yeah, that was a kind of a, a different recruiting trip, but. All, it does fall in the category of what we were talking about earlier, which is, which is the lamest Louisville thing that we could potentially take these five-star future millionaires to on their recruiting visit. And Balloon Glow's up there. I love it. I mean, it's, yeah. Would you care to visit the uh, <laughs> the Louisville Waterworks? <laughs> Waterfront Park? You can walk around where our, uh, no, the, uh, what's the, the place called? Uh, Frankfurt Avenue. Oh, God. Reservoir. Would you care to walk around the Louisville Reservoir? Okay. It's a beautiful site. You can't take animals up there. I'll tell you that firsthand. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. Trevor, you mentioned you haven't really watched any NBA playoffs. The yeah. only thing that I've seen has been Kyrie Irving flicking off everybody. And Well, didn't they lose? Didn't, didn't Boston hit a buzzer beater they to win They did, to win by one, 115 to 114. I also saw Donovan Mitchell. Everybody was like, man, when Donovan sucks, he really sucks. And I'm following along on Twitter, and I'm thinking this guy's playing the worst game that's ever been played. And then I look up, and he scored like 40 points, and they've won, they've won the game. Um, so Jazz off to a good start in the playoffs, it sounds like. But I haven't – just with it being Easter weekend and running around, I had no time to really watch much NBA basketball. I it much, really. I, I was happy to miss as much Reds baseball as I could. That was a, <laughs> a welcome change. I watched more Reds baseball this weekend than you did. 
I think you probably did. I mean, I said. I mean, I didn't watch. Says more about you than it does me. I mean, I watched the Jays game on Saturday night, and then on Sunday, I didn't. I mean, the Jays game was like the seventh inning when I woke up, but the Reds game was just like an early, like first inning. They were only down one nothing, I think. And I was like, yeah, it's nice having on the background, like a lazy Sunday with Reds baseball on. I'm focused on the Avalanche. That's where I am. (laughs) But that playoffs is about to begin, right? It is. Uh, We've also got. I mean, Louisville baseball had a rough, rough weekend, and I'm concerned. They. Go down to Florida State, go down to Tallahassee, get swept by FSU. Um, starting pitching's got to get better. And I don't know. They, they've tried. They mixed up their Friday starters. They've tried some new guys in that weekend rotation, and it just has not gone well. They cannot find a starting pitcher who can seem to like hold the opposing offense to less than seven runs in the first few innings. Like We've been playing from behind uh, more times than not for the last couple of weeks, and that's going to have to change. It's going to have to change quickly, too, because we've got – the Battle of the Bluegrass tomorrow at Jim Patterson Stadium, the first of what I think are still set to be two games between Louisville and Kentucky. The first game was postponed a couple of weeks ago in Lexington. They're still trying to find a date to make that one up. But the Cats are coming to town, and I know midweek baseball is a little bit different. You play these rivalry games, and neither team is throwing their best pitcher. You're getting, you know, sometimes you're getting a guy who's barely pitched at all, starting the game and pitching a couple of innings. It's just a, it's a different animal. But you still want to win this game, especially when you've had as much success against Kentucky as the Louisville baseball team has in recent years. Um, would be a great time to get right. Kentucky's struggling a little bit right now, but the, the the bigger issue is trying to keep pace in the ACC trying to make sure you win that Atlantic division. you got Wake and Notre Dame now right there with you. and Except Notre Dame, though. It's the beginning of the year, but they're right behind us in the standings. And if we're going to do anything, forget about making a run to Omaha. If we're going to do anything in the postseason, the pitching's got to get figured out because the bats are doing their job, recently at least, and starting pitching's letting them down. I mean, 10-9 on Saturday, 9-4 on Friday, 8-1 8-1 on Thursday. They won 18-10 to on Tuesday against Cincinnati after they fell behind big. I mean, we have, we're have we just not holding anybody to the amount of runs that we need to in order to be a good team that can play deep in the NCAA tournament. You want something positive? Yes. I just saw something positive on Twitter. Hit me. Carly Jones, all-rookie team, G League, this year. All-rookie. There all we rookie go. Rookie team, baby. Carly Jones. G-League. Carly Jones. All-rookie league. G League. Oh, all rookie team. Carly Jones. Nailed it. No, that's all that matters. Along with Charles Bassey. Oh, wow. Luca Garza. Who's who of college basketball? Micah Potter. Okay. Where do I know that name, by the way? Where do, where, you better Wisconsin. Okay. And Mac McClung. Oh, wow. Mac McClung? Yeah. Okay. Who's just, by the way, awesome name. Former, also, like, viral uh, clips. Uh, his like, highlight video when he was in high school was, like, had millions and millions of views. He was more famous probably before he got to college than he has been since. <laughs> how long how long have you played in the G League before he gets uh, as many views as he did on YouTube? Probably going to take a few more years. Yeah. Probably take a few more years. I was surprised he didn't play one more season of college. He kind of was just sort of popping as a college star uh, when he got to Texas Tech, and then I think Chris Beard leaving ruined that. <laughs> so, Carly Jones, all-rookie team. Carly Jones, all-rookie team. Yeah. Texas uh, Legends. The, the guy who always – we haven't heard from this guy in a while. The pop culture trivia guy. Oh, challenges you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Has texted in. That's Lou, I believe, my Westport Road buddy. Oh, is it? Yeah, who who followed me around schools, even though he's older than me. He says, "TK Pop Culture Trivia Time." Which character in American Dad went to Louisville for a funeral? And I know this one. I know this very episode. Oh wow! Was this the newer episode? Was this one of the more? I feel like it's been probably seven, eight years ago. Because I mean, the first like four, or five seasons of American Dad I was pretty good on. 
And then I fade a little bit after that. Um, which character goes to Louisville for a It's funeral? actually two of them, but one. I'm correct. I'm, I'll go Haley and Jeff. No, I'm changing the answer, even though <laughs> he gives a different answer. But technically, you could get, guess two, and you'd be correct. But you're wrong with both of those. Would it be then Klaus and Roger? No. Well, one of them. Roger and Francine. Oh, it's because the, he's stealing the hair. The wig, the red the wig, hair. The red yep. hair. That, dude, now it just clicked in my head. Exactly, yes. yeah. Yeah, he kept telling Francine he was going to do... He kept pulling, lying to her to do all these things. And it I haven't up, been completely honest with you, Francine. Yeah. <laughs> he ends up digging up her body to steal her red hair for a wig. Yes. Yeah, but they do go to Louisville. I'd forgotten all about that. Yes, good call. Good pull on that one. Uh, Texas says, what's up with Milt, and why does Louisville plan on getting DJ without Milt? Who says we're getting him without? I thought that was... There's is there a rumor now that he's not going to be a part of the staff? And, or, I mean... There's a rumor now that he's not going to be a part of the staff as a full-time assistant. It's, it's, I don't know how this whole okay. thing progressed, because originally the big rumor before Kenny Payne was hired was that he'll bring Milt on in some capacity as a special assistant, yeah. maybe the Dobo, maybe a video, like like something, but not one not of the three big-time exactly, assistants. Exactly, which is what I was okay with. And then this rule got talked about, which says, and I'm paraphrasing again, I wish I could, I need to pull up the actual rule and see exactly what it says specifically, but there's some rule that essentially says you can't hire the family member of a player that you're recruiting unless you hire them as a full-time assistant, as one of the, the big three assistants. And I think in recent weeks, Louisville has been trying to figure out exactly how to interpret that rule, whether or not special assistant counts or full-time assistant counts. And there was this, this general understanding that Milt was going to be one of the three assistants, and that seems to no longer be the case. I've like Danny Manning came out of left field for me. It was not a name that I'd heard oh, until yeah. like 12 hours before it actually happened. A name I heard until they announced the press conference. Yeah, we've, we've talked about other names that have been floating around a little bit. I think some of those guys are still in play. Um, I guess Milt would still be in play. But to answer the Texas question, like I, I'm not sure what's up with Milt and this Louisville connection. But regardless, he has not been named as a staff member. And there are rumors that he's not going to be on the staff, at least in, in a full-time assistant capacity, and yet these DJ Wagner to Louisville predictions keep coming in. So maybe we don't need him. We'll see. Uh, Texas, I haven't heard an update from Trevor in a while on Project Suplex, his grassroots initiative to create an NIL pop pipeline to U of L sports through wrestling endorsements. Are we still a go for this fall, TK? <laughs> Did I agree to something? <laughs> I was hoping you know what this was about. Oh man, because I don't. Man, this is, this is gonna be one of those things I agreed to do again without remember agreeing to do it to the next day. Uh, I we're going well, Texter. <laughs> things are on the move. Progress is made. That's what I want here. The future is now. That's what I want here. Yeah. Texas says, send me money. <laughs> Texas, I don't think that what Kenny Payne is doing wouldn't be as effective four years ago. That is why four years later, he's a much better hire. Um, I don't. I think maybe that's the first sentence was didn't mean the double negative there. <laughs> what we're we like guarding him on? We're like punishing Texas for grammar now. Well, no, but I think because the, the point that he's. The second sentence seems to say the opposite of what the first sentence says. Oh, those are always fun, though. I think he means that what Kenny Payne is doing now wouldn't have been as effective four years ago, and that's why four years later he's a much better hire than he would have been back in 2018 when we ended up hiring Chris Mack. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, who would have been the recruit four years ago other than the guy that we supposedly hired for? Well, I think his point is with the NIL rules, doing all this stuff above water now that Kenny Payne can do is far more effective than it would have been four years ago when he was would have had to have tried to have mimicked what Calipari did at Kentucky. I mean, I guess, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 thing is, is though there wasn't in that, there wasn't no rules, and he was doing it with Cal at Kentucky. I mean, he was so they didn't have no rules. I mean, it didn't I, I know? And what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, he can't. He he. The thing at Kentucky was you had all the Nike ties, right? Everybody yeah. was under the same umbrella. I think that made it a little bit easier to do whatever they were doing uh, in the shadows. It would have been much more difficult to come to Louisville. Where we are in Adidas program, we've had famously our fair share of, of notable struggles in recent years, both on and off the court. Understatement, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> and I think it's you know if, if this were, and you're still seeing some of this, but if if this were without NIL, and all of a sudden we're just popping up on all these five star lists, and you know we still have the NCAA stuff hanging over us, I think there would have been a whole lot of just like they're, they're cheating. This is shady. This is oh, gross. Yeah. And I think now. You can write this off as just well, you know, it's out in the open. Like we're we're playing by the rules because it seems like there are no rules anymore. So, <laughs> and also like we we've mentioned this before. It's cool that we're popping up on all these. We still haven't signed a, a recruit yet. We still haven't gotten a commitment from anybody yet. So let's, you know, I think maybe that will change. Devin Ree has visit over the weekend. Sounded like it went very very well. He did not commit on his visit, but I still think it's it's a matter of of when, not if, Devin Reese will likely become the first player, the first recruit to commit to Kenny Payne. And I'm excited about it. We need shooters. He's a shooter. Let's get him on campus. Let's get this thing going. Did you watch any of the USFL over the weekend? It was on the TV when I got home because we left the TV on for Penny <laughs> um, on Saturday. I guess it was, was it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I saw, so I saw like five seconds. Just to tell you how how where my excitement with the USFL is, I had so Sunday I started watching the last half of a, a rerun on this, uh, of SBU on USA. I enjoyed that's that's part of my Sunday thing. You're 78 years old. Oh, it was the good ones, the Henry Winkler one. He's a, he's a naughty dude in that one in his, his cameo on SBU. So like it, I noticed that like it ended at like four o'clock and USFL was coming on. I was like, oh, okay, I mean, I'll see you know watch the game. So the USFL starts up. I'm like. Like, well, we're on a rain delay, so we'll actually be coming to you at five. I'm like, ooh, sweet, another SVU episode. Like that just I was more excited to know I'm getting a new S a bonus SVU Sunday episode that I can watch anywhere on Hulu, by the way. And then I was for the beginning of the USFL game. It did start at five. I kid you not, six people in the entire stands. I counted. I, I could I paused the screen and counted all six people in the stands. Not a good not a good start. When are we going to realize that like, other professional football leagues besides the NFL in America, just it's not going to work. It's not, it's not going to work. It's not. I mean, unless you get it. I mean, let's stop doing that. I mean, the attendance is moot anyway. It's all about TV contracts sure. and apparently have one. But still, I mean, yeah, it's. Do you see the dude who got cut for not wanting to eat chicken salad? That was that was the big USFL story of of Monday. I, I can relate. I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat salad either. <laughs> Chicken salad's disgusting too. I, I don't know. I don't even know who the player cut was. Uh, Davion Smith. I don't. I'm not sure where he played, but he ordered pizza instead of chicken salad, and his coach like called him in and like ripped him, and then they cut him. <laughs> 
I don't know why I remember this, but do you remember the you remember the wide receiver Eric Molds? I remember the name. He played for Mississippi State, played for the Bills, had a decent career. But like his first week of practice, he got thrown out of practice because he ordered a pizza to the practice field. Well, Went yeah. above that's the first round pick. I think that's more understandable <laughs> than this. That's just where my mind went when you said that. I, for some reason, I always remember Eric Molds doing that. My mind went to like this is a shameless thing that they're doing to try to get attention. Do you think so? They threw some pork into the bus. Probably, for that? probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean, wouldn't put it past them. Does the USFL last uh, pass the season? No, no, no. I didn't think it was coming up this season until just like last week. I think Eli Rogers is the only former Cardinal on one of these teams. Is he really? Because there were like for him. four or five on that the latest XFL rehab. Oh yeah, it was it was full of UFL and UK guys. And then like they didn't get paid for any of their games. Nope, not a one. Man. Let's stop doing this, guys. I was willing to bet that would have gone two seasons too, because they I, were too. They they felt very well they think the COVID ruined it. It did because because Vince McMahon had, had pigeoned hold like $10 million into the league, knowing he was going to lose money the first year. And and they had the, they had a TV deal, but yeah, I think COVID really took them out. Yeah. Texas, for sure that we, we talking about the UofL basketball laying the foundation and, and me kind of saying pump the brakes a little bit on the, like, we're back, definitely, officially. Uh, Texas, for sure we aren't there yet, but you can see the foundation being laid. It's much better than Memphis. KP and staff have championships and experience. Penny doesn't. Well, he's got Larry Brown, who's got championships and experience. Yeah, it's about as much as anybody living on this earth has. Penny just needs to let Larry Brown coach those teams. I think he does. <laughs> needs to do more. Uh, says, UNC has been to more title games in the last seven years than UofL tournaments. Well, I don't know what that's about, but. <laughs> well, because I think you said they've only been to two tournaments in seven years. I know. And UNC's been to, what, three title games in seven years? Yeah. But I'm not, I wasn't like dogging on UNC. I don't know if it's like a UNC fan just throwing shots at me, but. Yeah, for no reason other than just to brag. I mean, Gonzaga's been to two championship games, as yeah, many championship games as Nova, we, but yeah, haven't I mean, they? I mean. No, yeah, Nova's been one, two. Uh, Texas says, y'all are sounding fine. I'm guessing the other texter, in fact, is listening to you guys in the closet. <laughs> texter. Come on out of the closet, buddy. He says, wait, I've got to hear more about what Trevor does when he's babysitting. No, you don't. <laughs> what? I don't do anything. The kid just gets on his iPad and watches cartoons and YouTube for six hours. You don't need to know that. <laughs> if he asks for something to get a drink, I'll go get him a drink. I've got – I can't believe the story hasn't come up on yeah, – I'm not, I'm not going to tell it. Well, I'll, I'll save this for another I time. did make him do yard work last time he was over at the house, so – you you made a good joke to me over the weekend about oh Easter Easter. <laughs> speaking of yard work, kids trigger are going Easter egg hunting in your backyard. Did you believe me or did you think it was a joke when I said it? Oh, I thought it was a joke. Okay, I, didn't I did know. not believe that random kids were going to Easter egg hunt in your backyard. <laughs> the joke, famously loaded with dog crap because you don't pick up your dog poop. The joke was I texted you. I texted uh, Mike on Saturday, Sunday morning. I was like, I agreed to let the neighbors use my yard as part of a neighborhood egg search. But now I got parents furious at me because their little juniors can't tell the difference between a chocolate egg and a Khaleesi turd. It was a good text. I chuckled. I enjoyed it. As I, was in the, I was in the car as I saw it. It was very funny. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Just had to make sure you tell you were joking. Just there was weird. a split second where I was like, what? And I was like, oh, no. He's, he's making a joke. We do do an, uh, a, a egg, big big uh, neighborhood egg search thing down in the Briarwood Park, though, but not in, in the yards. Yeah. 
Texture says, how many scholarships does UofL men's basketball have and what grad transfers in 2022 are they looking at? Well, that's, I mean, we've kind of thought, we talk a lot about that. We have five. Well. Is that right? We said earlier, right? At the moment, we've got five players coming back. We don't, we still haven't heard anything about Roosevelt Wheeler. True. The assumption was a couple weeks ago that he was coming back. I guess things have changed. Props to Gabe, by the way, going to Ohio. Gabe, yeah, Gabe signed with Ohio. That was Friday night. Friday after night. We left, yeah. Missed that. It was, I mean, that would have dominated the show had we been on air. No insight on what Matt Cross is doing, despite the fact I think he was hanging at my neighbor's on Friday night. You did text me that. <laughs> yes, and that's what I wanted had. you to go across the street so badly and oh, be like, hey, guys. You, dude, I, 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 I mean, I temptedly thought about knocking on the door, like, under the false prefix. Temptedly. I'm like, I'm like, hi, have you seen my dog? I lost it. And I'm just like looking behind to see. Because I swear I saw him walking in that house. And he had Miami, like, Florida plates on his on his little uh, RAV4. It was like a SUV of some kind. Can you define temptedly for me? <laughs> temptedly? <laughs> what do you mean? Isn't that right? Did I use the word right? The Trevor lexicon did, wait, continues uh, to expand. Hold on, that one, no, I did that one right, didn't I? Att- temptedly? Did you say attemptedly? Attemptedly. It sounded like you said temptedly. Both is right. You know? no, I don't think either are right. <laughs> I don't believe attemptedly or temptedly are words. Attemptedly, you know, I was going to attempt something, but I didn't. I, I'm it's a sure. noun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't think it is. <laughs> Should be. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I've never heard it. If it is, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. I'm choosing to believe. Uh, first, I thought you said temptedly, and I might have. I think, but I think <laughs> <laughs> probably did. But we have to answer because I was tempted, but I didn't do it. I was tempedly. Good lord, we've got uh, we, we've got five players that we know are coming back. Yeah, we've got Kamari Lands, who has remained committed. Said he's coming regardless. Yeah. As of the moment, that's all we know for quote unquote certain. So and Kamari Lands isn't signed. Six of thirteen spots. Then. Six of thirteen. We assume that this Devin Ree kid is going to commit. That would be seven. If Roosevelt Wheeler comes back, that would be eight. Mm-hmm. And then we still have five scholarships out there. We're in on a couple of, of, of transfers. Sean McNeil still has us on his list. We've mentioned uh, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield is going to be visiting this weekend. Did Cross Tennessee. officially enter the transfer portal? Tra- Cross is officially in the transfer okay, portal. Okay, I couldn't remember if he actually got into it. But we have no idea where, where, he, where he is or what yeah, he's doing, yeah, besides that. hanging out across the street. <laughs> Which I was like, if Gabe's, if Gabe's over there, just let me know. I'm, I'm coming yeah, over. No, I've been t- <laughs> So, that's so like officially as of this moment, Louisville has seven available scholarships for next season. Okay, I think that that again it could be as few as five, but but certainly no less than five at the moment. So we got spots to fill. You want to come play basketball? Come play for Kenny Payne at Louisville. Texas, are there any worries that DJ Wagner goes straight to the NBA if the if rule changes? Is Manning implicated in the Kansas stuff at all? Well, Manning. No, I mean, Manning wasn't. Why would he be implicated in that? He yeah, was, he was at Wake Forest. Yeah, he hasn't been at Kansas for like 15 years. No, he's, he, to answer the question, no. He's not in, involved in any of the Kansas stuff at all. Um, DJ Wagner going straight to the NBA, I don't think that that rule change is going to happen within the next calendar year. I don't think that that's a concern. There was some talk that he could do like the G League, like the Ignite team, and go that route, which I guess is on the table for everybody. But it certainly sounds like... I saw that as a possibility for Imani Bates as well. It is, because he's... So Imani Bates, if you're wondering why he wouldn't just enter the draft and, and he's played one year of college, he reclassified to play at Memphis, yeah. but he was technically like a year... Like, he's he's young. He 
you have to be a year out of high school, but he's still, or what, 19 years old? It's 19 or one year removed from high school. Yeah. Like, he's still 18. So he, st- he knew when he committed to Memphis he was going to have to play two years of college basketball mm-hmm. or two years of doing something before he could enter the NBA draft. So he's still got a year before he can even enter the draft. He could go the G League route or the, or the you know, Ignite route, um, but it sounds like he's probably going to play one more year of college basketball. We'll see what happens. It also sounds like DJ Wagner, people would be shocked if he doesn't play one season of college hoops, and people would also be shocked if it isn't at either Louisville or Kentucky. So we'll see. Uh, Tessa would love to know how Trevor entertains that kid or entertain that kid. Don't just give him an iPad. That's yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, how how do you train any other seven year old or six year old? I mean, uh, he's around there. I haven't heard this talked about. Now I, I'm I'm curious about this as well. Texter says, assuming it's returning, I'm pumped for whatever Kenny has in store for Louisville Live. Seems like it's right up his alley and perfect for this new era of Louisville basketball. If, if the Chris Mack era gave us one thing that I yeah. think was a success, it was the highlight that could potentially carry over into new eras and become a thing that sticks around for a long time. I think it's probably Louisville Live because we we had been wanting something like that for a while ever since the the failed Rick Pitino Midnight first Madden. Midnight Madness, Ugh. which was just awful. Shout three. Well, they don't even do Midnight Madness anymore anywhere, do they? They, they do, but it's... Only do them at like noon now? It, because the rules have changed. <laughs> the whole thing started because you could, couldn't could start practicing until midnight on October like 15th. going out with your kids to Easter for Halloween at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's different certainly now than it was 20 years ago and, and 35, 40 years ago, but everybody has some sort of kickoff event. What school created Midnight Madness? No idea. Maryland. Really? Left your school. Yeah. Or whatever. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but Louisville Live, I agree. I would love to see Kenny keep this thing around, especially the way we did it last year, Turtle Downs. Yeah, that was cool. Combining agree, yeah. it, like it seemed like an event that recruits thought was cool. Would love to see what he would have in store for that. I mean, Louisville Live, I mean, is the highlight of the Chris Mack era. I think probably walking out in that in the old school jacket with the hat and put down and the Ella. That is the highlight of the Christmas. <laughs> Sad but true. The highlight of the entire Christmas carrot level. Yeah, I mean, he was num- we were number one in the country at one point in the second season. Like, we had that going for us, which was nice. Really? Because if you think about it, I mean, yeah, somebody like, which one do they remember? They're probably going to say the, the Louisville Live moment before they say probably be a number one for that one week. God, they probably are. I mean, I just did. It was two weeks. But oh, my bad. Two weeks. Um,. Yeah, because it's hard to remember that when you remember also that season ended with a first round loss. To- no, 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 no. This was the season that got canceled by COVID. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're, oh, you're right. Yeah, that, that. Uh, Texas, this show consists constantly reminds me of the old ESPN classic skits SNL used to do. Absolute gold never changed. Thank you. And then sends in a picture of uh, Will Forte and uh, Jason Sudeikis dressed up in tuxes doing the ESPN concert. I remember that skit. There's some good ones back yeah. in the day. Um, Texas Bar Chronicle could go in the former Cardinal Hall of Fame cafe on Crittenden Drive. That's a brilliant idea. That is a Let's place do it. that Bar I Chronicle. still amazed failed. When that when that originally opened, I for the first time in my life wanted to invest in something like but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't publicly <laughs> traded, so I couldn't, thankfully, I guess. Like I thought it was a genius idea. Like opening that in Louisville or places like, you know, Lawrence or Knoxville and Lexington, you know, uh, Tuscaloosa, you know, whatever. I mean, that place was, first of all, I mean, I only went there a few times when it first opened. I thought the concept was awesome. Clearly, from what I understand, the food wasn't matching the concept. And I like the food there. 
I heard, I just heard like bad things about food and service. I think it, it was doing well enough until I, they were one of the casualties of COVID. I think they would have, I think Hall of Fame Cafe would still. There was only like five or six of them across the country, I believe. I think there was one in Ohio State. I didn't even know it was a trend. I thought it was just a Louisville thing. Yeah, no, when Louisville opened, they, they was like, Louisville's like the third or fourth one. Oh, uh, I had no idea. And and when it opened, I, I looked up and found they had one like in Columbus and had like, I think they had one in Knoxville. It was in this Ohio Valley area. And I thought, man, that's just. I mean, could you imagine opening one in, in college crazy towns? I mean, if somebody wants to, if somebody wants to handle all the money, and all the day to day operations, and all the planning, then I'm game with Bar Chronicle going in where Hall of Fame Cafe used to be. I think it's a brilliant idea. I can't. I, I'm not going to do anything else. I don't want to well, run I, a restaurant. I'll handle the money. <laughs> you're just going to have. Here's what you're going to do. Like you're going to have your own booth. You got to pay like ten dollars extra to eat with Trevor, and then you just tell ass nine stories what, for Willie the entire Nelson meal. Willie at the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the what you are. Corner booth is Willie's booth. <laughs> we'll cut you in on that deal. That's where you come into play. I mean, Willie do have a lot in common. You're not handling the money. <laughs> come on. You're not. That's, out of all the jobs you could potentially do, that would be like very last on the I'll chain. Put you about it, really? Yes. <laughs> I thought making a schedule for the employees would be last. Texas says, unst to me, I temptedly knocked on the door. <laughs> Apparently the issue is uh, we sound great on the stream, but 96.1 sounds a little bit muffled. Oh, no, no, no. Why don't you get on that? Right on top of it. Why don't you fix that? Head up, I'm head up, I'm head up on the roof right now. Texas says, wait, Trevor ate chicken salad but won't eat a normal no, salad? No, 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 I hate chicken salad. Won't eat chicken salad. You, you heard like, me wrong, Texas. You like so few foods. Chicken salad looks just disgusting. I like chicken salad. It just looks disgusting. No, I had chicken and dumplings from Cracker Barrel on Saturday. Delicious. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. Along with some grilled chicken tenderloins. My favorite thing from Cracker Barrel. Texas, I want eight seconds of Mike singing Elton John every day. You can get that. I could take that, yeah. I can, get, I can give you that every day. No problem. Texas, E5 lager and an Otis George oatmeal stout. <laughs> Served in a Will Stein. How about that? Is that is that a Jack Harlow line? No. Oh, <laughs> I thought I said a Jack Harlow. Version. This is for Bar Chronicle. Oh, <laughs> would be a great Jack Harlow line. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a Harlow verse. Texas, says, please just remind Trevor that the Balloon Glow and the OVW wrestling are the same night on the waterfront. There, really? Does OVW happen on the waterfront? I can believe I can see that. Matt's, is done, a real, Matt's be there? done a real good job. No, oh, but I will get. I do got to give a shout out to OVW guys, the Tate Twins, a very exciting young tag team. Love the show. There. They were on AEW on Saturday. Okay, uh, they AEW's down in Dallas. They did a special. They do it once a year now. It's called Battle of the Belts. Kind of they're kind of doing a ripoff of Clash of Champions. Not the greatest show. It's only three matches. It's only an hour long. But they had a Ring of Honor title match, which was a really fun match between uh, Jermaine Grisham and uh, Dylan Lawson. And he went Lawson's character. My buddy of, Dylan Lawson? Not Dylan Lawson. The Yankees hitting coach? No. You got me. See, I got my names mixed up. I forget. Usually you're so on top of stuff I like know. this. His character, though, is he's kind of flamboyant and he's got like, uh, like he's got like a bunch. He, he's, his group is the boys. And it's a bunch of boys dressed up kind of flamboyant and with peacock stuff. And the, the two boys he had with him were the Tate Twins from OVW. They, they wore masks and. They got choke slammed by uh, at the at, at the post uh, match uh, angle, but they they got to be on AEW, so good for them. Good job for the Tate Twins. Two good young wrestlers. Can I just point out that I made my standard token daily Gangrel joke, and the way that you reacted 
I just moved past it. No, it gave like a 100% impression that Gangrel had done something of, of note that you were excited about. No. And then you proceeded to talk about nothing that I would have any interest in for a solid minute. And I, I don't know what led to that happening. I don't even remember. What I was like, there's OVW on the waterfront. I'm like, oh, is Gangrel going to be there? And you're like, oh, I've got to say. And then it was just you wanting to talk about a wrestling thing. Yeah, I kind of blacked out too. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. Kind of zoned out there for a moment. I'm like, Sometimes I'll go through like a four-minute stretch of talking like Will Ferrell in old school. And I'll just when I'm done, you'll be like, what was the point of that? And I'll be like, I don't remember what I just said. I don't think anybody listening is surprised to hear that. <laughs> Tick says, Mike, any word on if Payne will or has reached out to Reed Shepard? I would love to steal him from UK as well. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's, boy, that would be fun, though, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, it would just be like a middle finger. Like that, Oh, yeah. You wouldn't take Reed Shepard for any other reason other than to just jab Calipari oh, yeah. and UK in general. It would be our Trey Lyles. I think – I do think Reed Shepard's going to do? I think he's good. Well, I'm not saying he'd be the same player as Trey Lyles. I'm just saying Kentucky didn't need or probably even want Trey Lyles. They just did that to, to – piss us off i think calipari secretly hates that he took reed shepherd i think it's gonna be another <laughs> so? i think it's another dante allen thing where Ooh. like he's gonna be good he's going to warrant playing time at uk but he's not going to be a surefire nba draft pick and so cal's probably gonna play him like 15 minutes a game when he's a freshman and uk fans are gonna be like this kid should be playing 40 minutes because he's from kentucky and his dad played here and he can make threes and Cal's just like this may be what drives Cal over the edge, where he just finally like gives the Kyrie Irving treatment to UK fans, because you know he's he's already Cal hates UK fans. I mean, enough people who work in the UK basketball program have told me that exact phrase over the years. Well, everyone hates UK fans. I mean, like, like Cal does not like UK fans. Like he is, I think this could be the the Reed Shepherd if he winds up being a guy who shows flashes, but Cal doesn't think is as good as the next five-star future NBA draft pick that he's got playing alongside him, this could be what ultimately drives the final wedge between Cal and BBN, and I'm here for it. But also, if we took him, it'd be funny. But it's not going to happen. Um, Texas 96-1 sounds like AM. Well, well, we'll get on that. Trevor's, Trevor's he's running away right now with, a, I think, a toothpick, a paperclip, and some gum. He's going to fix this thing. He's got it. Texas UNC has also been to more title games in the past seven years than their players have been to real classes. Mm. All right, I've got a list coming up that I, I want Trevor to react to because it's going to make him mad. We're going to do that after the break. We've still got text to get to. We'll get to as many as we can before we got to get out of here. Mike Rutherford Show Monday rolling on next here on 1450 and to a lesser degree today. 96-1 on the Big X. You ever seen? You've seen PC, I right? I think did. It's it funny. funny. It's just a joke because you've been farting. You've been farting so loud, by the way. This to, to give a little bit of a glimpse into the <laughs> mic for show. The I've heard multiple farts of yours through the glass today. I had 
He's not just acting for the show, folks. This isn't just a... He's not just playing a character. This is Trevor Kelsey live and in living color every single day. I, I didn't eat like any ice cream over the weekend, but I had like I had I had I nachos like back to back days, some salsaritas. I don't really need the details. With queso, and then I had some cheesecake, so the lactose oh, is kind of kicking in a little bit. Oh god! I'm amazed you heard one of those through the window. I was like, wow. Now you're not surprised. When I told you, you woke me up this morning. I mean, it was. Did you hear that one? Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? It's loud, Trevor. Wow. I mean, it's like it's like thunder <laughs> over there. I can hear the storm. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Speaking of bad, uh, no, I was going to say I was asking you to see PCU. Like, no. Is this okay? Because there's a great scene in there where he, the guy, does a thesis of no matter 24 hours a day, you can find a James Con or James Woods movie on. It's true. And like that's how I feel like about this song by Peter Towns. Like you. There's the, there's not one time in a 24 hour span you can't find a TV a movie playing on TV that doesn't have this song on the soundtrack. Not as confident about that, but okay. This was, by the way, what you didn't remember. Lucas talking. Yeah, it's isn't the closing scene. No, I remember this one. Okay. I didn't remember all on the Watchtower or whatever the the one was when he's. Um, you can't tell by the way I used my. Oh yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember what scenes those were. Those I know this is the end. Um, okay. Yeah, listen for me. When people listen to the Mike Rutherford show. Yeah, they, they they tune in here and they think these are two alpha males, just super dominant, extremely manly men that probably don't let their guard down. Oh yeah. And the reality is, a of course that's true. Yeah. Obviously. B, we do, however, both enjoy a good rom com. We, oh, we share this in common. Love them. The Ringer, which dabbles in movies from time to time. Dabbles in sensibility sometimes too. Rarely, they. Ranked the 50 best rom-coms of all time today. Oh, they screwed this up. I guarantee it. I knew it was in trouble when I started making my way down the list and noticed several of my favorites in like the 30 to 50 range. I was like, oh, oh boy. I know you're going to have thoughts about this. Let's just get into it. Now, 10, we're both going to love. We're both going to agree with. It's probably a hitch number one or something stupid like that. Hitch, hitch is way too high. <laughs> it's not number one though. Yeah, in the top ten, it's too high. <laughs> number ten. Number ten. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's brilliant movie. Fantastic. Okay, now I probably you and me maybe hold that on a pedestal higher than most people would. That's in my top three or four. I, that's it'd be up there for me. I don't really think of it as a rom com though. I think of more just like a straight comedy. Even though it no, it's romantic comedies. Yeah, he, I still don't he gets think broken of it that up. Way. He meets Kunis, He falls in love. I mean, that's. Just, I feel like rom coms are more. You've got heavy to have, on the rom than the calm. No, I don't. I think I think you've got to be. It's got to be a comedy with a romantic plot line as its you know its primary plot. It definitely fits the definition. I just yeah. think of this more as like a straight comedy. Like you've talked about Mary movies, and by the way, one of those I almost watched the Cutting Edge on Stars the other day. She loves the bleeping Cutting Edge, I which almost, is on this list as well. Yeah, I almost. It, it deserves to be. It's a it's a very underrated movie. It's on Trevor's thirty six. <laughs> Hitch, by the way, was fifteen. Ugh, I mean, listen, I, li- I like Hitch, but come on. We're yeah. in the same boat here. Uh, but Sarah Marshall, I, I'm okay with it 10 on this list. But to me, personally, it's top three. Number nine, you're also going to like. I know you like the movie. I don't know if you think it belongs this high. The Wedding Singer. Oh, I love The Wedding Singer. I mean, That's the my favorite Adam Sandler movie. I like it. You're way bigger on it than I am. But it's number nine. I'm okay with that as well. So, you go so far, I'm good right now. I'm, I'm, these are... A little higher on my own personal list, but I'm okay with the rat. Number eight is a quintessential Mary movie, and I despise this movie. Oh, that's not interesting. 
My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah, I've never watched it. You've never seen My Best Friend's? I have no desire to watch it. You shouldn't. It's terrible. I mean. Julia like, Roberts, Cameron Diaz. Ugh. No, that was that was it. That was Dermot Maroney when he was relevant for five minutes. Ugh. Yeah, awful. That, that movie came out, and I was like, I, "This is like runaway bride ripoff type stuff." I really don't care about watching this anymore. Number seven, I feel like this is when I think rom coms. I think about this one, and I think about number one. And I saw this movie in theaters with my brother and his girlfriend at the time when I was like an eight year old kid. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, that's, that's I like it a lot. That's top ten. That's definitely top ten. As long as you don't put you've got mail in there with it, which was the cheesy, you know, a nostalgic grab of being the same movie. Oh boy! <sighs> number six. This is my this is my favorite. This is my number one. Sleepless should be up there though. This is my number one. Notting Hill. I've said this before. Love Notting yeah, Hill. Never seen Notting Hill. Quintessential rom com in my eyes. It's not a Hugh Hugh Grant guy, I guess. I'm not really either. This is the exception. Yeah. I can't think of one movie. The only movie I've seen him in was the movie called Sirens, and that's because Ellie McPherson gets naked in it. Okay, well, good to know. <laughs> Never even watched the movie. I just fast forward to that part. Number five, I also don't think of this as a rom-com at all, but I guess technically it is. Jerry Maguire. Ooh. Fine movie. I don't Here, think it's a rom-com. Here's the problem with that. That one, I don't know, has. does it even have the com? It's not, yeah. Where's the comedy in that movie? I mean, there's... Just because Cuba Gooding says funny things. Yeah, you know, Cuba Gooding has a couple good lines about, you know, about dating a single mom and, you know, that, that, the, cute, the kid makes the cute line about the, the human head weighs eight pounds. Good scene. I mean... The bleeping zoo's closed, Ray. Still laugh every time that line comes. Yeah. But like, it's not a comedy. No, I don't know if that would put that... Now, I do love Jerry Maguire. I think it's a good movie. I like it. Good romantic movie. Yeah, that's, that's, you're playing fast and loose with the term comedy on that one. And number four, I, another movie that I love, I, I think you love it as well, but I think of it more as just a straight comedy than I think of it as like a... the rom- I think the romantic aspect of it is secondary. Clueless. Yeah, the second... The, the, the romantic part is definitely It's like five secondary. minutes at the end. Pretty, at, basically. at that? Yeah. I don't she think spends of it most as a of the movie com. trying to hook up her teachers and yeah. hook up Brittany Murphy. Yeah, she doesn't even like try to get with anybody other than the gay dude till she hooks up with her cousin. By the way, Cher, whoa, what is wrong with your social life? <laughs> your radar is pretty broken there, sweetheart. One of those movies where you look back at it a few years afterwards, you're like, well, this is, is, is this okay? <laughs> like, first of all, he's in college. She's, she's a, what, a junior in high school at most. As I mentioned Amy Heckler, she's though, 16. who wrote Look Who's Talking and directed it, as well as wrote and directed Clueless. It's a good movie, yeah. but yeah, that element of it, like they should have. <laughs> yeah, look back on it. Like, it was just an easy way to tie. They, they didn't even need to tie up the movie that way, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know if I'd put that in even even as even if you consider romantic comedy, which I can play fast and loose with and say yes. I don't know if that's my top ten. Number three, or let alone top five. Number three is you've got mail. No, that's that doesn't belong in the top thirty. It's it doesn't belong in the top. It does. Third no. thirty thousand. No, I would, it's an awful film. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly. I mean, why don't you just put Hangover Two in your top comedies of all time? <laughs> I mean, that's just that. That is what it is. It is a nostalgic grab at cash from what Seattle Sleepless in Seattle was successful for. That's all that was. I mean, if I'm going to put a Meg Ryan romance, I'd put French Kiss in there over that. Oh, French Kiss is terrible. But oh, you just. Hold on. Awful. I think my mom might be on her way here to beat the crap out of you. Sorry, Nancy. My mom has the movie poster of that in her room. Forget Paris. Awful. What? Terrible movies. Forget forget Paris with Billy Crystal? Forget Paris is atrocious. No, 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 no. Listen, French Kiss, I'll let slide on, even though I don't hate it as much, apparently, as you do. My mom would, like, probably neuter me if she heard me say the same you said about it. But, But forget Paris is good. 
Come on. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, no. Now, I went to it under false pretense. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. I'll get it wrong anyway. I went to it. I was just going to let you go. <laughs> thinking it was going to be a basketball movie as a kid because of the highlights and you see like Spud Webb and Sean, I mean, Reggie Miller, and he's a referee. But the movie itself is funny. The dad, anytime me and my buddy are still driving in the car, we'll just we'll be looking at billboards like, you asked for it, you got it. Toyota. <laughs> I mean, it's come on. It's awful. Oh, you're you're awful. awful. No, come on. I wouldn't put it in my top ten, but it's top forty, maybe top fifty. Is it on this list? Well, it's not even a rom com. Yeah, it's a rom com. Okay. Oh, yeah, Deborah Winger's the. Yeah, he's about her and him. The relationship is not on the list, so this list has more validity to me. It's a terrible movie. Says the guy just put you got mail at number three. No, I don't have you got mail. You got mail at number three. I hate you've got mail. And number two, sucked. Pretty Woman. Yeah, I have no problem with that. It's I don't I wouldn't have it on at two. I think it's way too high. But is there another movie? I know wrong Big Impact. I know wrong I think I say deep impact. No, that movie had a huge impact, is what I'm saying. Yeah, if you think about like the quintessential like creation of rom coms, I think probably pretty woman. I mean that's That's probably fair. I mean I'm sure there was rom coms before nineteen eighty eight. I mean well when Harry met Sally and other movies like that, but like I think of that, I think of that ushering in the major rom-com era you just mentioned it number one when harry met sally when harry met sally yeah i don't have a big problem with that might have been the i mean i'm trying to think of one before that even that came out in what 88 i think 87 sounds about right it's not a bad movie i don't know if i'd put it number one though i mean it's like maybe my bigger problem was like looking at the because i'm going on the list i think there were some that were too low and they've got like i have no problem with jones's diary was 18 the holiday 16 hitch 15 Four weddings and a funeral, fourteen. Groundhog Day. I don't think it was a rom com. Whatever. It's... I mean, some will debate this even a comedy at all. Don't you like While You Were Sleeping? The Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. No. Twelve. I don't like it either. Somebody's got to give it eleven. I like that movie. What's that movie? Somebody's got to give. I've never even heard of that. Mary. Movie. Any Nancy Myers movie she's obsessed with. Who? Nancy Myers. She made all those movies. Somebody's got to give. Um, she made the what's the one with Jack Nicholas? The as good as it gets. Oh, as good as it gets, I know. Yeah. I know that one. She yeah. did all those types of movies. Okay. They, I they all know. have a very certain feel. When they're them. drawn out in an hour and a half too long. Well, that's, you think that's every movie, though. No, that's just that movie and anything Judd Apatow's ever done. Who, by the way, if you and also my issue with Judd Apatow is he's basically just a ripoff of Kevin Smith. He's a mainstream ripoff of Kevin Smith. I disagree with that. Right, go watch Kevin Smith movies that came out long before Judd Apatow was doing the same style of uh, humor. Texas says, you've got mail is the absolute worst. Oh, it's horrible. Texas says, Julie, Julia did not deserve Hugh and Notting Hill. Could not agree more with that. It's my only problem with it. If he wants to forgive her, that's fine. But she screws up like four different times. What's in what? Notting in Hill? Notting Hill. She definitely did. I need to go watch Notting Hill. He's a, yes, of course you need. Spike is a fantastic character, but Hugh Grant is an angel in this movie. And the Julia Roberts character is kind of a B word to him repeatedly. And then okay. he ends up taking her back at the very end. Why does my phone keep ringing? I, I just turned the volume down. <laughs> why are the phones working? I don't know what's going on in here. It's supposed to be why 961's down. <laughs> ne- nothing can work great at the same time. So when the when 961's not going great, it means the phones are going to work. By the way, was Julia Roberts on three of those top ten movies? Am I correct on that? At least two. At least she was... We said Notting Hill, wasn't that in the top ten? Yes. Yeah, and then Pretty Woman's two, and then uh, Best Friends Wedding. My Best Friends Wedding three, yeah. So you have two Meg Ryan's, three Julia Roberts. Meg Ryan hasn't even been relevant in like twenty years, too. Well, these were all over twenty years. 
<laughs> yeah, one was from 88 and the other was from like 96. <laughs> Texas, this man had Arby's Cracker Barrel Cheesecake Factory and Salsaritas all in one weekend. Yeah, do you not listen to the show? Yeah, this and is, I hop. This is <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, real quick, I'm trying to get And I it. never left the house. Oh, God. There's this update on Matty uh, Jones' tweet day. He started deleting his tweets, particularly the interaction with Ennis. Not to fear, they've already screenshotted be- back, been screenshotted back into existence by Carnation. With him and Ennis going at it or something? Apparently. Why? Well, just. The thing is, if you if you tweet Matt in these situations, like he's just gonna like text you and be oh, upset about I, it. Oh, I, I know. Yes, I yeah. know. Yeah, Texas Bar Chronicle could be huge. I hope this is serious. Well, again, we're gonna need we're gonna need a significant influx of seed money to make this happen. The Chronicle, Texas. I was convinced that you and Art Carmody were opening a bar like ten years ago. <laughs> no, we were trying to do a daily deals thing that was like a Groupon, and it did not go great. <laughs> did not work we out. We did a Carmody, Carmody's Cafe thing. It was going to be like this this whole, we had this whole business plan that uh, our guy Trevor had pitched, a different Trevor uh, had pitched. And I was like, did I? <laughs> did I pitch that? <laughs> what else have you forgot? I had our Carmody on the uh, television show when, uh, when the year that he went down to the Super Bowl in Dallas with uh, Brian, I think. And we did. We did a. Te- Greg was doing the television show, and uh-huh. we had uh, our comedy calling us in from the parking lot and be on the show as a guest. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Texas, sorry, it's the text we're not going to get to. What do you think Wheeler is waiting for? I've got no idea. I mean, Good question. Kenny Panda said the ball's in your court. I don't know if he's waiting to see if you know we land another center. We're certainly actively recruiting multiple big men transfers. I don't know if that's what he's waiting for. But look, everybody else has either said they're they're staying or they're going somewhere else. So it's not current players that he's waiting on. And he hasn't technically entered the portal, so I don't think he's no. – maybe he's gauging interest from some programs behind the scenes. I've got no idea. Should I watch Notting Hill tonight? Yes. It's good. You'll like it. I'm going to take your word for it. All right. There it is. Trevor's watching Notting Hill. That and more tomorrow on the show. Everybody enjoy your Monday night. We're back here at 3 o'clock tomorrow talking all sorts of nonsense. Uh, again, have a fantastic Monday, guys. Oh, 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 oh,